Right, that's recording. That's bit that is recorded a lot for of shit nine so minutes far. so far. Wow, we're, we we are right. impressive with the amount of shit that we can talk. Jesus Christ. <sighs> okay, so uh, welcome to Fear the Podcast, Stacey Pomeroy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, Stacey, you're an aspiring actress. I am. Um, you've been working in film, short film, and. Adverts, features. adverts, features. Features. I have done features. You have done features. Indie features. Ooh, indie I features. Um, now, obviously, we know each other on a semi-personal level, only from the fact that we are training partners mm-hmm. uh, with jujitsu. We kind of broke the ice by choking each other, which is only really acceptable in one walk of life. Yeah, it's a great, great way to. Oh, Jesus Christ! The postman's here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Right, so we, we, we've only known each other through jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Perfect way to introduce yourself to anybody is, hi, I'm wearing silly pyjamas, let me choke you. And sweat on you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm a lot larger than you. But so I did put you to sleep once. And I'm yeah, you yeah, have put me to sleep. I'm going to keep that. Yeah, yeah, you can keep hold of that. Oh, well, it's in there. It's in the bank. It's one of them accidental on purpose things that what? was supposed to be funny, just... There were, yeah, I think Failed there was actually a bit levels. of a story with it, with it, because um, <coughs> you decided that we, well, we decided that we would film it, um, yep. because we thought we'd be funny. Yeah. But what actually happened was that a, it didn't record uh, to yep. begin with, um, which fucked it completely. Yep. To be honest, and um, during said choke, you actually did actually fell asleep. asleep. But I thought he was taking the piss and snoring, and I was like, oh, Grizzly, you're so funny, still holding the choke. Don't yeah. I? I don't know. I don't know why I didn't let go, but I was still holding the choke. And yep. I only realised when he was dribbling that actually he was yeah, out for a couple of Which would have been fine have been if, it was recorded, if it was recorded. But it wasn't. So, it so wasn't. pretty pretty just awful in, in, in that aspect. And I think then. any other time we've rolled, we've managed to roll off camera. So it's been like yep. you'll get some feet yep. in the side of the shot. And some strange noises and that's kind of about it. I think most most of the time it's just pure stupidity because I, I don't know, there's that aspect of I can't put my full weight on you. And if you, you do, all you do is <laughs> most, most of the same with everybody actually. I'm the a, I'm a heavy one in the group. You're not the heaviest one in the group. I don't know, it no, might you're be. Not. I might not be now, because there's a whole team that I haven't met. But you're definitely not now. Okay. So when you come back, well, you're 100% right. not. No, that's fine. Not. We'll see. Yeah. I'll work on okay. it. Okay. I'll work on being the heaviest. So, okay. <laughs> Cake time. <laughs> so, I was just to say, we, we said obviously before that we don't really know each other on a personal level. Obviously, I follow your social media. We catch up on jujitsu, which obviously we haven't done for a long time mm. because it's been null and void. Um, so what is currently what is it that you do? What do you do, what do you do to earn a living currently? Not a lot actually. I'm gonna be 110% honest. Because basically when I actually ended up getting my, my agent or building up to getting my agent, I did the thing that everybody does when they get an agent. I assume uh, probably everybody doesn't. Some people might actually engage their brains before they <laughs> do things. <laughs> I would be dangerous if I did, but um, I basically said, fuck it, no, I've got an agent now, so everything don't will be fine. I don't, that and the fact that me and conventional work don't really get on. I don't yeah. do office jobs. Apparently nope. I have ADHD. Whenever I have to sit down for five minutes, I, it doesn't work out. Yeah. So 
uh, that basically was another deciding factor. Um, but I just said, right, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit work and be an know, actress. Be an actress, which would have worked amazingly well if that had happened. But um, it kind of is a little bit slower than you think because I think I kind of assume that when you have step A, <clears> step B, C, etc., will just kind of follow. Will kind of follow. Yeah. But you, you, it's not how it works. I found no. out. So no, it's it's one of the things I. I think everybody who jumps into that industry mm. kind of learns, myself as well, with, say, with wanting to do uh, stunt work, mm. uh, you realise that you can't just jump into it next year. You know, you have to have a lot, a, of, a lot of backup, a lot of mm. skills, a lot of training, a lot of time on set. Exactly. And getting that time on set is not always as easy as you... Want it to be. Want it to be, think it'll be. if you do the be. time on set, then half the time it doesn't actually count anyway. So you've and got the hours. completely wasted. Yeah. But you don't actually have the hours that are relevant. So no. it's kind of like at that point where you're like, okay, so I've wasted time doing a whole bunch of irrelevant stuff that doesn't actually help count me. to anything. Yep. So I may as well have just not done anything. I mean, to be honest, when I did quit quit work, I still worked in a bar. I just don't really refer to that as work, work. if I'm honest, because yeah. it's just me shouting at people if they're drunk and annoying and, <laughs> you know, getting drinks and tips. It's just it's not really work, is it, to be honest? It's like a night out, but... You get paid for it instead. Never, so. never work behind a bar. It's great most of the time. It, it, is, it is actually. If you get a good night, music's good, and your team's good, and everything, it's fine. It's just the same standard with anything. But then you'll get that one arsehole that's going to argue with you about something completely redundant, night. and you just think, please leave. Yeah. You don't want to leave, do you? Because it's now closing time, and you're wanking around in the, doing whatever the fuck it is that you're doing, <laughs> being an arse, quite frankly. So... See, you still don't. You still work in a bar temporarily now. No, because no. hospitality is shut down. Oh. <laughs> because you know, like it's twenty twenty. See, this is the whole engaged brain before opening mouth thing comes into place. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. none of us are doing anything in the hospitality world at the minute. Like, we're not closed. going out for dinner. It's we're not closed, going to the bar yeah. because it's all yeah. shut. You know, otherwise, yes, I would potentially still be doing that, but ah. it's, it's closed. Uh, so no. Oh. At the moment, okay. I, well, I'll um, draw that, that <laughs> question back in. Well. <laughs> but I was before. So, theoretically, Technically, yes. Practically, no, no. Okay. So, <laughs> if, have you got any current film projects on the books that um, you think you're due to be filming? I have one that I've still got to film a little bit for. Yeah. Uh, that we, last time I saw you, I filmed straight afterwards, so I've got to finish a little bit for that, um, but he's actually waiting for appropriate weather conditions. Ooh. Apparently a little bit of snow, I was like, April next year? Snow? Yeah, I know. He's waiting for snow? Waiting for snow. In England? In England. I was like, you've got it probably March at best for we a dribble. Didn't, we didn't get any this year. It tried <laughs> one day. Oh yeah, no. It tried one it day. It looked pretty for about half an hour, didn't it? Mm. And then it was like, oh. And that's it. Yeah, that was all the snow, he's going to be waiting forever. Did it still close down all the transportation links? Yes. I don't know, did it? Actually, last year we got good snow, though. Last year? This year? Bugger all. Mm. Bugger yeah, all. This year's been a bit fucked up anyway, though. It's been a strange year. Count. In an extra, extra long sort of yeah. summer. Loads of, loads of really nice... Which the best summers that we've yeah. had. Yeah, spring summer. Yeah. Loads and loads of sunny days. Winter was non-existent. Uh, like, it, it, for the snow aspect, at least, yeah, in yeah. this country. It's bloody cold. cold, though. Yeah. It's really cold. It's starting now, obviously, to get really cold. Mm. Um, exciting talk about weather. I though. love we're so but British it, that we've actually <laughs> discussed the fucking weather. It, it was 
It was you know, for, for a reason. It was kind of relevant. But yes, he is waiting for waiting snow. For so snow. That, needs to, that needs to be finished. But um, other than that, it's yes, actually, I do have one um, that will be New Year. So after this one's finished, at some point it's going to be in the New Year, um, which is good. But obviously it's just waiting on date confirmation. So with, with the acting then, what's your... Do you have a dream or a, a, an end goal that you'd like to get to? I wanted to be James Bond when I was young. You wanted to be James Bond? Yeah, you don't know this, do you? No, I don't yeah. know this. Well, I, I did, and I used to say to my mum all the time, Mum, I want to be James Bond, Yeah. which, you know, pre-2020, where everything everything goes, and I could identify as James Bond if I wanted to. Yeah. She said, there's so many reasons as to why that's not possible. And I was right. like, yeah, but the cars and the guns and the stuff, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. to me was yep. amazing. So I really wanted to do that. I still, I'd still really like to do that, but um, I don't know. I think they cast a woman now, or is that like another rumor? No, I think I read prob- it. That's probably somewhere, and I, I was a little bit emotional. Yeah. To be honest, but yeah, action movies would be great. To be honest, that's kind of where my you want to be. Inspiration, yeah. I feel like it encompasses a lot of the things that I'm interested in, and that yep. I actually do as well with the martial arts and the bits and pieces like that. So that would be great. So not like the leading like romantic period drama lady just I, the lady comes in and fly kicks you in I would like to do that I'd like to try that yeah because I've obviously I've never tried anything like that I mean I've kind of period dramas a little bit before with the costume hello <laughs> Some, someone's hungry <laughs> that was powerful as well I feel like I should put the microphone here so every now and again my Catch son can just interject with something really really important yeah um, but I'd like to try and do that I mean I'm kind of pretty much game for going do you want to do that yeah all yeah. right you know story of my life really i'm like yeah sounds cool i'll give that a go have a crack yeah have a crack at anything but action is where you'd like yeah. to like to yeah. see yourself so then in that aspect are you are you still continuing with the like uh sword training and stage mm. fighting stuff like that have yeah. you got things like that booked up I haven't still? got anything booked up yet i do need to meet up with my screamer coach kev Ooh, he's, screamer he's wicked yeah he's really cool um, I think we have actually talked about doing some outside training, but it just has been, we've talked about it and then it's like schedule wise, his schedule mainly is just been like, hang on, I will get back to you on that one. But we're kind of, it's, it's there. It's, it's in the, it's in the thing. It's just, I think at one point I did that classic thing of being like, right, I've got to do this. 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 Cause when I first started jujitsu, I was yeah. doing Krav Maga as well. Yep. So I'd do like an hour and a half of Krav straight in get changed to do jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu right yeah. great because my fitness levels were f- fucking on point my abs were always visible it was amazing um but it just sort of was like okay so now i'm doing krav and bjj and, and then screamer. a screamer and then considering some kickboxing or muay thai because i tried that out as well just before um i actually started with you guys at jiu-jitsu yeah um and loved it would like would totally love to do that again but it's you know just one it's like getting the time and then yeah. you think and obviously at that particular time i was working full time as well yeah so it's kind of like this is getting fucking heavy now there's 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 a lot yeah and you know you kind of want to be able to bring as much to the table as you can but then you've got things like as you probably know as well you start off brazilian jiu-jitsu as a white belt you can be a fucking phenomenal white belt you can yeah. be a white belt for like three years and be a really fucking good white belt yeah but on paper you're still a white belt and people yeah, yeah. have that yeah um connotation with white belts it's like oh they're a beginner they don't yeah. actually really know what they're doing it's like it, nah. 
that's the problem i think with especially like the with the stunt world where they want you to have like a black belt or equivalent brown depending mm. on the on the art is that starting again from scratch like jujitsu could take you 10, ten years, years yeah you know and realistically where it, you can only train once or twice a week that's that's the case it's going yeah, to be I mean, 10 years christ if you can train every single day then you're, you're a shoe in but it's it's physically yeah. would be immensely draining i would say to do that yeah anyway yeah. especially when you first start yeah i used to wake up and think i had arthritis because <laughs> my fingers would just be like because you do that white belt thing where you're like just hold, everything. Go. Just hold everything <laughs> yeah exactly and like your fingers hurt and you've got bruises in places that you think i don't i mean i still if when i train yeah. there have been things i've been like where did Where's that, that come, come from, from though the amount of little finger bruises that yeah. I've had, you know, like those little teeny, yeah, teeny ones yeah. where people have obviously just put that yeah, little bit of pressure. pressure. And you're like, what is that? Yeah. Come on. And it's getting your body <laughs> used to taking that much fucking abuse, especially when everyone's at a minimum of 20 kilos heavier than you. Yes. Which I actually prefer because rolling with someone my weight is fucking off-putting, actually. Yeah. Now it is anyway. Well, I'm kind of evened out and I'm not going for it like I used to, like calling Gary out. Yeah. Who was huge? Gary was huge. He was like six foot five and however much he weighed at the time. And I'm like, come on in, Gary. It was a joke. I'm yeah. like five foot four, 54 kilos. And it, yeah. it was <clears throat> stupid, but it was funny. Gary was big for everybody though, but he's a proper nice guy and super strong. Oh, and his endurance amazing. for the size of him was just. Yeah, and it, you know what? He just. For the roof. Go for it, man. Like yeah. watching him do the MMA stuff as well at one point, And you're like, this guy's a fucking tank. Yeah. He yeah. really, really was. And he's, he's wicked. I love Gary. He's a really, really nice guy as well. So he never actually squashed me or anything, which was very, very gentle Considerate. of him. Yeah. He'd just be like, come at me. And it so you, do you find then, or do you think that a screamer will be a useful art to have going into mm. film? The reason I actually started doing a screamer in the first place was because I had a little look to see what was kind of uh, popular in terms of... Um, martial arts that were used a yeah. lot in films so hence the reason I started Craft and Guy as well that's obviously quite weapons based and stuff a screamer has popped up I think it's gaining popularity because you do it with you can do it with the bow staff you yeah. can do it with the two sticks which I think have a name yeah I don't know what it is no, no, no. Carly, they have Carly me, sticks but that's a cool. different art isn't it probably not going to remember that anytime yeah. soon um, that they do it with knives um, tomahawk axes you can do it um I was going to say freehand, and that is totally not what I mean, but without any weapons. Right, okay. Barehanded. <laughs> freehand, barehand. Weaponless. Ninja-ish weaponlessness. Yeah, that, basically, you can do it. You can do it like that, too. Hand to hand. Hand to hand? Yeah. 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 Hand to hand. Mm. Weaponless. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can do it like that, too. So it's, it's, quite, a, it's quite versatile. If, if someone is going to use it, it's relatively versatile. It is quite an interesting one to learn though it's one of those things that once you've got it in your brain in one hand then you've yeah. got to get it in your brain in the other, the other hand oh, yeah. fucking hell but it's good like, it's, it is really really good I, lo I loved it it was just again becoming one of those things it was on, yeah. on my Thursday night which was the only night I was getting or the only day I was getting where I wasn't training yeah. and my body was up mm -mm. yeah we've had enough need too to much need to chill actually I think that's, <clears throat> that's the problem with trying to cram everything into trying to get mm -hmm. to being a stunt performer or a fight action star is yeah. the skills you need that you want now you actually needed to train for 
years ago realistically exactly, exactly. like that was so my, my problem as a kid i wanted to be a stuntman as a kid mm. but for whatever reason those ideas are kind of you know pushed down and squashed and people sort of say, hey, you know let's, when you let's be, real job, yeah let's be yeah, more sensible yeah, or that, or for whatever reasons i chose not to pursue certain things like mm. gymnastics um you know i wanted to i knew i wanted to and needed gymnastics as a kid it's like self-sabotage though, isn't it? That's yeah. Yeah, massively. A lot of that, like, you feel like, you know, you, your schools aren't supportive of it. You you don't get quite so much support mm -hmm. at home that maybe you'd need for that little bit of drive. And obviously money comes into it as well. But then also, I didn't want to be picked on for doing, for doing yeah, gymnastics. Because yeah, yeah. at the time, it would have been leotard, stretchy pants, and kids finding out I did gym gymnastics. I was about to say jujitsu then. Kids <laughs> well, find did you then? No, no. <laughs> no, no, no. See, the thing is, no, they found it. out I did kung fu at the time, and that just made them more of a reason to try and smack me around. Oh the head. yeah, but I think that's just. Ah yeah, it's like okay, see what you can do. But yeah, finding out I did gymnastics at the time in my head would be like mm. they found out I'm even more of a sissy, whatever the keyword it was at the time. Mm. Um, so I didn't do it because I worried what other people would think. And that's what a lot of why I'm not where I wanted to be like in that aspect yeah, because yeah. I put a lot of emphasis on how people saw me or what people would think of me because I did mm, this. I think that's a natural thing though when you're of that kind of age because you you haven't. I mean, I know for me anyway, I didn't have any fucking idea who I was yeah. at that age. I just knew that I didn't fit in with people, yep. so it was kind of like. You go through these weird stages. I don't know about you. I remember every single... I think it might be a little bit different because there's girls and bags and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. But I remember thinking whenever I went back to school, like if I just went to good old Dagenham Market and got myself like a fake Louis Vuitton bag and yeah. dressed the way Being. those girls dressed, then maybe... I mean, I, I was all right at school. I didn't. I wasn't... I wasn't ever bullied. I think yeah. someone tried to start on me once and I punched them and went, fuck off, mate. And that was about it. <laughs> that ended that, that was as close as I actually have ever got to a real fight, thankfully. Um, but, you know, the, it was just a case of I didn't really, I didn't fit in with the, the this group or the this group or the this group. I just kind of was. Yeah. And I had a couple of mates that they they could kind of go off if they wanted to and set, and I'd just be like, nah. And then I just got to the point where I actually fucking hated everyone anyway yeah. i would just look at everyone i think just fucking go away just yeah. go away i don't actually want to fit in with you guys but i don't not want to fit in and it was just that really it's a fucking awkward age yeah. so that's that's a lot when like you say if you're thinking fuck if people find out i do this are they going to think this are they going to think that it's, it's a it's a hard age i think you've got a i don't know what you need to be no. that dead set at that age on whatever but it's difficult i don't know if i know anyone who knew exactly what they wanted to be as a kid and has seen it, it through mm. uh, my brother he was wanting to be a professional football player and he was dead good uh he was dead good at every sport tall lanky mm -hmm. fast but it came to a point where he had to really put effort in mm. and when it comes to the point of really putting effort in then wasn't so interested. Everything that came easy to him was like, yeah, I'll do this. But then I suppose actually if you're naturally good at stuff and it comes easy to you and you don't have to work on it, when someone turns around and actually says you need to work on that now, yeah. it's a bit like, oh, yeah. that's taking the fun out of it a little bit really. Yeah. Especially at that age, yeah. like it, it takes the fun out of it a little bit because you think, oh no, fuck that, I'll just yeah. go and do something else. Like, I, I think I was the same, like through uh, academics, mm. like primary school and whatever, I was whizzed through and it became difficult then when I got to grammar school mm. And I was suddenly having to work really hard and think and do lots of physical work. And it's like, uh, 
Hang on, wait. Help. I didn't help. sign up for no, this. I'm sorry. This is, this is too much. I had the opposite problem, though. I had the, the fact that, again, academically, things came pretty easy yeah. at primary school. And I remember my year six teacher saying to my mum, if she doesn't get into a grammar school, she's going to get really, really, really bored. Right. I took my 11 plus. Yeah. And I spent most of it staring out the window. Right. Because I get sitting yes. down for, you know, extended periods of time. And I'm like... Bored now. Also dyslexic, which I didn't know at that point in right. time. So then having to read through things, just yeah. especially then, it was just terrible. Like I, me and reading was not, it wasn't brilliant. I could read, obviously, but it was just obviously the standard dyslexic stuff. Things get jumbled up. You completely don't understand what some words say. Yeah. It's just you know it is how it is. But if I'd maybe known that then, it might have been a bit different. But yeah, secondary school was me just being an asshole because I was bored. <laughs> I was, and I can't even put it any other way. I was just sit there, and if I find something funny, I laugh. Yeah. It doesn't matter how inappropriate that is. That hasn't changed. That still happens. But I'd be laughing, so I'd get blamed for stuff. And I'm like, yeah. how could I physically have done that when I'm sitting over there laughing and pissing myself? Yeah. I can't physically have done what I'm getting blamed for. Yeah. So then obviously there's that whole thing. It's just school is not for everyone. No. I don't care what anyone says. It's not for everyone. No, no. School was a disaster for me, mm. uh, and it's one of the things I'd say for for me recently. Sort of trying to get over uh, what people think, and mm. you know, just doing stuff for me. Looking back at all my school experiences and talking with people and talking with other people about my experiences has really helped helped me to see where a lot of my lack of confidence comes from. Yeah. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to get over it, and I think say talking about it seems to be helping mm. so hopefully they say this kind of thing is what will help other people to understand yeah. or see is that other people who look like they've got it all sorted and figured out i swear to god no we've, no, we've been through it, enough mm. dramas or there's still enough drama going on it's as they say you know a duck is steady on a water but the legs beneath are going like crazy 100%. um yeah. yeah school school for me sucked um i got, you know, bullied a lot the, only the last couple of years everything mm. just went completely sideways for whatever reason um, and in fact the guy who started everything going sideways I've just tried to reconnect with him actually so I'm going to hopefully speak with him soon okay. and see uh, what his yeah he's um, I finally I reached out to him a couple of days ago mm. he's just accepted me as a friend on LinkedIn as a professional okay. so uh, I've messaged him say like we, we need to talk because in my head, he's the sole reason everything went downhill to me. Mm. So I need to see now his perspective, his point of view of what, what happened yeah. and what went wrong. And maybe I've been completely wrong all these years, you know, I don't know. But hopefully that is going to help me get, elevate my yeah, mind another... Exactly. Well, the thing is, it's just... A, I'm being very handsy. It's just, um, it's just seeing things from a different perspective. <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> perspective sometimes, I think... Because you you might remember it one way yep. anyway, and just completely because you do you're like no that's what happened no it was all his it. fault I have zero accountability yep. for anything that ever happened in my life ever yep. ever which is such a load of bollocks like, it's just not obviously not you are talking bollocks no it's just in general everybody needs to understand that whatever situation they're in there's, there's got to be a little bit of something yeah. even if it's like two percent yep. of accountability it's, yeah. it's still kind of a little bit on you there's always a bit of give and take and always like you say you not reading the perception of the other person because you don't have their their mm. you know their view but then you were you were a, a child yeah. at that at that time like even if you didn't feel what like it at the time you yep. were you were a child so you kind of do operate from a totally different level at that yeah point. different mindset different mm. kind of maturity but 
I have physically avoided talking to this person many, many times. I see him in bars when I was younger, just getting a bit of a stink eye, and then just, just leave. So I've avoided talking to him, whereas other people who I've fallen out with, I've spoke to or I've met up with, folk, um, well, mostly because of unfortunate circumstances, mm. but um, he's the one person I've avoided talking to, so now it's hopefully... It's like final boss battle then? Yeah, it is. Like and I'm, I'm hope, hoping it will clear up, again, my perception of that, thing that occurred and hopefully it'll make the sort of go oh shit we're a bunch of stupid kids well, and this is it I mean even whatever. if you're not like best buddies afterwards or anything as no. long as it clears the air for you and yeah. that's what you're trying to achieve because he may not have even thought about it since no. you know what I mean no, he, so, he may well not have done but to say to to him he is the, say the reason my downfall started in my mind um, so I need to clear that out find out why and if it was all me or all him or a group thing, a conversation that happened, like, oh, we're going to fuck his life up today. Um, but it did. That made me spiral down to yeah, being sure. lonely and suicidal and all that mm. jazz. Um, and leaving the, leaving town. Moved town, went to live with my mum, left the country, did all sorts. So I, mm. Game over. So Biggest I don't need to see... Yeah, that's it. Fuck like, everybody, I'm gone. I'm off. I'm I just, done. <laughs> I definitely just did that. Uh, oh, it's the best thing ever. Just, no, yeah, it was, I agree. It was good to like restart. Mm. Um, I think you see yourself differently, though, when you take yourself out of... I know when I travelled, was kind of like a little bit further on into the conversation, but it does, it makes you... Because you're out of... I don't know how you see yourself when you're just in like the normal circumstances, yeah. but when you kind of remove yourself from that you're like oh oh okay the world's actually a little bit bigger than you think it is yeah. and it, it changes your perspective on a yeah. lot when you it, do that it was that that first year working away from me it was like the being forced now into a position where you've got to make conversation with people you don't know mm. and you've been a scared little boy for the past four years mm. and now it's like you're forced to talk to adults who are bigger than you who are paid to be on a holiday and have an experience it's forced to engage with children and give them, you know, a good holiday, have them educated and have some fun, but also people of your own age to learn to work with people who you wouldn't necessarily have got on with previously, like yeah. they're different kind of personalities. My roommate was, you know, a football supporting, womanising, like 18-year-old idiot. Yeah. We wouldn't generally get on, but we did. We we got you know an amazing friendship. We still talk now, yeah, yeah, like yeah. twenty years later. Um, yeah, it's because you take away. I think you take away the um, this like you know you get that that weird sort of pack mentality, don't you? Yeah. Which it just happens anyway. It's just you get this thing, and and everybody's like, oh no, we wouldn't get on because you know you forget that people are just people, and there's actually multi layers to everybody. Yeah. You just see them as that one thing, and I think it kind of it just is. I think it's just a like a biological thing that we have that's it that's my perspective on it we'll blame science <laughs> it's science's yeah. fault it's biology fuck you darwin yeah it's his prick <laughs> <laughs> so okay so the school like you see it was like that just boring like having to sit still dyslexic drama did you go into further education after school I did. yeah i did um I think another another interesting thing about school actually is when I was about 15, 14, 15, I actually started suffering with depression. Right. But I didn't know that. Okay. When I was that age, obviously, because you don't. Yeah. And I mean, what are we? Where am I now? 29. So 14 years ago, 
I didn't understand we didn't talk it, about yeah. shit like that 14 years ago I mean like obviously it was there it was out there but it wasn't something that like obviously now it's everybody knows what it is everybody knows what the symptoms are everybody knows this everybody knows that because it's so accessible knowledge wise yeah. I didn't know that no. so I just I just, just I just thought I was a savage emo to be honest with you and that was just that was how that was because only the music understood me you know <laughs> Seriously, and it's, that was that was my that was my vibe. It's like I'll just go to Green Day because Green Day understand who I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'll lock myself in my room like a little crab creature and just listen to shit like that. And that that was it. That was kind of like my life for a couple of years. And then I went to further education. Yeah, uh, studied performing arts because I only ever really wanted to do two things in in my life. Well, I kind of would consider things. You've probably done this as well. You know, you sit there and you see something. You're like, that's cool. I could do that. Yeah. And then you kind of think about Realize it. Realise you like, can't. I just don't really feel like putting yeah. that much work in. <laughs> do I want to do it that much? Nah. So I only ever really wanted to do two things. I wanted to act, um, direct and produce, even before I knew really what producers do. And sometimes yeah. to me it's still a mystery now what producers yeah. actually do. Yeah. See, it's a mystery to some producers what producers <laughs> do too. Um, and I wanted to do that. I wanted to do those things even before I understood all of what it was that's what I wanted to do or I wanted to be a cardiothoracic surgeon wow which is a relative jump yeah I mean I could have done it but obviously school being the fact that I'd sit there and be like oh, look stuff out the window yeah super cool let's, let's watch the grass <laughs> instead of actually listening um, which would have I feel helped quite a lot in, in that way but uh, yeah th those were the two things that I wanted to do so obviously I kind of fucked myself out of the cardiothoracics because I didn't listen yep. um, so that just was out the window so I was like oh I'm going to go to college and I loved college to the most part there are a couple of sketchy points in it as you know life but it was actually really fucking good you know I was with people who wanted to do the same thing similar minded people yeah people who didn't fit in necessarily and kind of dress how they wanted to dress and you know stuff like that and it, it was great and we had to the most part a load of fucking fun doing it yeah um the problem I found with college was that obviously they want you to go to uni because it's a money-making thing. Yeah. Um, and me being me, because unfortunately my mum is an amazing human being and I love my mum dearly and she's always been absolutely phenomenal at saying to me, anything you want to do, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. If you believe in it, you can do it, which I do agree with, but she forgot the work aspect to yeah. it. Yeah. So it'd be like, oh no, you can just do it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just Done. Up. Well, it's done then. I'm still waiting for Spielberg to call me. I don't yeah. know why it's taking him so long, because I really want him to. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like that not associating, and also probably because academically I never really had to work that hard to achieve good things. Yeah. I could just kind of leave stuff to the last minute and be like, ah, oh, it's still an A. It's cool. Yeah. You know, like, it wouldn't, it, it, it wasn't something that I really needed to, and that sounds really arrogant to say, but it, it is kind of, well, it's true. I'm a fucking genius. To, <laughs> didn't I didn't need, need to, to work, work overly hard to yeah. achieve, particularly. So yeah. I kind of just didn't. Didn't. Um, because I just kind of achieved stuff. So I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, see, I think I had that problem with the primary school stuff, getting mm. through that, and then the beginning of senior school being like, not really having to work hard. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, what, we're doing GCSEs now? Mm. Uh, yeah, fuck? how? What? What's algebra? I haven't been paying attention <laughs> for the past year. Genuinely not listened the Jesus. entire time. Yeah, no, Whoops. exactly. Uh, this isn't just falling in my lap anymore. Oh, no. What is this work you speak yeah. of? I don't, I don't yeah. like it. So I, don't, I opt out. Thank but you. I was the same as leave mm. every bit of my work to the last minute. Because you knew you could. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, but it's it, like I didn't this, get A's. 
I think I got A's like twice. I did slightly exaggerate. It was usually uh, just a B, yeah. you know, but no, it, it, it was. I remember my history teacher, I loved my history teacher. He was wicked. And I think I'd left a couple of pieces till the last minute again. And he'd seen me on my lunch and he was like, you, mate, if you actually pulled your finger out, you, you would s smash this. He said, yeah. I've given you a B and there is the potential for a fucking A star. Well, you yeah. obviously didn't swear. I would have if I was a teacher, but that's why I don't teach. Um, but, you know, if he said, if you just actually apply yourself yeah. for like a day more than you do now, yeah. it, it would be a lot easier. And I'm just like, meh, why would I do yeah. that when I could leave it to the last minute and get See, a perfectly satisfactory grade? My parents used to get phone calls from my English teacher saying exactly the same thing. Mm. It's a shame. He's dead good at it. But, but he needs to put the effort in. Himself, He's not yeah. applying himself. Or is too distracted. Yep. He doesn't shut up. Hmm. Mm. Creative minds, huh? Yes. Just too busy thinking That's about other is. shit. Yeah, or nothing. <laughs> okay, so step back then. So the, the depression that you, you spoke about, how did that affect you other than feeling like you sort of emo-ish and having to listen to certain music and shutting yourself in your room? Did it affect you in any other ways? Like stop you doing things or talking to people or yeah i think thinking about it yes it did at the time obviously didn't realize that it did but yeah thinking about it it definitely did it made me um reclusive mentally not so much physically yeah because i still went out i mean a lot of stuff i've actually put down just as the fact that i was a teenager like i would yeah. sleep a lot but then you're kind of like yeah but teenagers sleep just a lot so do, it's kind yeah. of there's a lot of stuff that you kind of think, was that actually or wasn't it? I don't know, but thinking about it, yeah. I mean, I used to sleep a lot. I drank too much as well. Yeah. Given my age, I drank way too much. I mean, I started clubbing when I was 15. Yeah. So because Amadeus. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who's local will know, yeah, Amadeus, they just didn't give a fuck. They just used to let everybody in, didn't they? Just push up bra and off, off you go, you know? And I did not look old enough yeah. to be in fucking anywhere of over 18s. I looked like a 15-year-old, but they didn't give a fuck. So it, it was a case of I'd go out and I'd get shit-faced when I was like 15 or yeah. whatever. And, you know, my mum was quite cool in the sense that she'd be like, yeah, you know, if you want to have a, a drink every now and again, you can have a drink every now and again. But it wasn't a drink every now and again. It was more. It was, yeah. it was too much. And I think I actually realised that at some point when it was just next to my bed all the time. Right. Like it, just, anyway, it wasn't anything like, it's not heavy, like fucking yeah, just... necking vodka every five minutes with my cereal, but it was enough in the way of drinking at a young age to think maybe that's a bit much. Maybe that's a bit much. So there was, there was that. And obviously used to go out, um, uh, like just, you know, as you do walk the streets, like a troll. <laughs> that should do. Well, not, not on my own. Yeah. Well, like, you know, <laughs> that was, that would be a little bit excessive, but, um, you know, you go out with your mates and you just wander around and sit in parks. And yeah. that's just what we used to do anyway. Um, and, you know, smoking and weed and shit like that. It was just yeah. just the, what I would consider to be a standard teenage life. Whether it actually is or not, I don't, I don't really know. But it definitely made me more numb, I think, is probably the best way yeah. to describe it. In the sense that nothing really phased me except everything pissed me off right so like it was just savage angst i think as well mixed in with just this not wanting i didn't want to go to school yeah i didn't want to do anything that i considered to be a mild inconvenience because i didn't fit 
Yeah. And that's just, that's just it. It was just like, I don't fit and I can't make myself fit and I don't understand why. Yeah. And I think that's kind of, that and probably some like parental stuff that was going on, I guess, because my dad just sort of disappeared for a little while. Yep. And then he just popped back and I'm like, Where'd you go? Hey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck did you go? Um, that stuff's actually since been ironed out. So that's that's not even so much of a thing. I think it was just that and then probably hormones as well because, you know, that's a thing. And, it, yeah, it just did. I just didn't fit. And I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. So I just kind of actively chose not to. Yeah. But I didn't, I don't think I did actively choose not to. I just, just... sort of stopped. If that makes any sense. Yeah. This is like partly my realization at the same time when i'm talking to you see this well, is so. why i'm talking about is it, it, it but the thing is it does it makes you no, heard no, hold on what's maybe that's why i, I swear this is year a, has been the year for fucking epiphanies yeah on like so many levels you know you sit and you have a little five minutes about something you think oh i get that now yeah. wow i've been going all this time and it was literally that simple and i can actually kind of try and work with it now yeah it's been it's been a fucking whole year for that yeah i, I think is it actually only recently that i decided that um my whole uh family divorce mm. custody battle scenario thing is a huge part of who i am as well like mm. without really having thought about it much before this year but from sort of parental separation to me choosing to live with my dad mm. is like a seven year window of new relationships, you know, sometimes rocky relationships, mm. custody battles, physical altercations with parents that you, you're aware of all of this stuff, but you've not. You don't uh, process it. No, mm. but I'm pretty sure all of that has had an effect on me, yeah. but I only really realized how long that period was like this year. Seven years worth of up and down, and it still didn't end as soon as I moved to my dad's house. There was still mm. other dramas, so you think they're like you know, seven, eight, nine years, yeah, exactly. worth of drama that you're all aware of. Now, I know a lot of you know, a lot of parents try to keep things away from their kids so they don't have to deal with it, suffer it, but we hear, we see all these mm. things, especially as a kid, that you, you're a sponge, you suck up all this stuff, yeah. and I really, genuinely didn't really associate any of that with how I was as a human being until this year. It's because it's normal, though. When you when you think about it, if you've grown up in it, even if you know it's not right... It's your normal. It's your normal. Yeah. So it, it it's like if someone was abused and they know that it's not right, but mm. it's kind of like, well, it just sort of happens. Yeah. Especially when they're young, you think, well... How were they supposed to know any different? How were you supposed to know any different from what yeah. you were currently in? Because that is your template for life. Yeah. You've got nothing else to go on. It's not like you can go out, do you know what? Last time round, none of this shit went on. Yeah. This isn't right because you're a kid. And even if you do think, actually, this isn't right, how do, how do you say that? Like, how, there's so many things. How do you turn around, how do you turn around and say to your mum, you know what, I feel a bit mental because yeah. I just don't fit, so I've stopped. Like, yeah. how, I've stopped fitting. Yeah, I've just stopped fitting and I don't mm. really know what to do with myself. Yeah. Like, how do you do, how do you turn around and say to your parents, this is a little bit, yeah. this is a little bit excessive. I'm going to take a step back. You can't do that. And a lot of the time you don't even, when you're a kid, you don't even have the words to be able to turn around and say, yeah. this is how I feel. This is what I'm thinking. What are we going to do about it, guys? You, you, you don't have no any of really the understanding or yeah, the vocabulary to to, know. to actually even say it. So you just end up not. crying or yep. not or whatever it is that you end up doing. And and obviously they're going through their own shit. So they're just like, 
Yeah. Even without meaning it, they just sort of just yeah. shut up. <laughs> but say the, the the years that I was going through my sort of worst mental struggles, mm -hmm. and my dad and my stepmom had taken over family business and were putting a lot of time and effort into that. Mm. So you know they were busy and maybe like I can't remember exactly, but maybe they weren't around as much as or like. Men mentally or mm. physically, vocally, to be able to talk to him, to say, I'm struggling with this, I feel like this, I'm hurting. Mm. So what felt like, sort of, you know, again, two or three years of just not being able to talk to anyone about your problems and how you feel, and just, just laying there lonely or whatever for a long time, not talking to anyone about it. And it's only recently, having spoken to my mum and my, my dad about it, that they realised how affected I was mm. back then but they again probably were too busy to notice at the time um, well, I mean yes yeah, because they're obviously dealing with their own dramas own shit at the same time and I think you probably do forget sometimes with kids that they do soak everything up and that yeah. they are aware they're more aware than you think they are you just think it's alright because they're kids yeah but it has an effect but it does of yeah. course it does because again you, you're in it you're right in the middle of it as well especially with something like that you're completely and totally in the middle of it so it's like you don't know it's not even as if you've got the one parent who's being you know chill and whatever yeah. you think oh, this is okay because I can kind of retreat you don't you don't yeah. get that you don't get that so did you find you, you didn't speak much with your parents about how you were feeling at the time because like you say you didn't have the words to explain or express yeah I mean I think Maybe there was a, an element of not really knowing that there was anything wrong, but knowing that there was at the same time. So yeah. it was kind of, I was processing how I was feeling a lot as well. Um, you know, me and my mum used to talk about, effect, we, we talk about pretty much everything we always have done, but I think that in itself had its own level of problems when I was younger because of, you know, as it is, your parents, they, the people as well, they go through stuff. So when obviously, I was always quite an adult child, yeah. does that make sense? Um, I grew up quite fast, not because she did anything or you know nothing like that, just because I just did. I just yeah. saw stuff, got stuff and was like, oh, okay, cool. And I always felt a little bit more either adult or like we were more sort of sistery, best friendy than, than mum and daughter at some points, yeah. which is amazing, especially now. But when you're a little bit younger and you kind of obviously still need that that thing yeah. and it just kind of the lines on everything were just really fucking blurred to yeah. be honest with you like there was no I never ever ever knew where I stood with my dad ever um again I completely understand why now from a, a human perspective I totally get it he gets it there's you know there's been conversations about it so you can't no point in holding on to it. It's, yeah. it's been as sorted as it's ever going to be. But at the time, he just he just wasn't. He just wasn't. And that's kind of all I can yeah. really describe it as. Um, I know my mum was having counselling. Was she having counselling at the time? I don't think she was having counselling at the time, but she had had counselling for her own stuff and bits and pieces like that. And I, just, I think I just kind of thought, I can, I can do it on my own. Yeah. Like, it's, it's cool I'll figure it out um, which I do think comes from the fact that my mum's always been quite independent and yeah. self-reliant my nan was exactly the same so my two main role models have been two very independent strong, yeah. strong self-reliant women that so I'm just like yeah that's cool 
I can I can do that and that ha that has translated into so much yeah in life it's unbelievable like even up to incredibly recently where you just think that's cool I can do it by myself I can do it by myself and you you just kind of I think that made me revert into myself a little bit more as well yeah because I was just like no it's cool I'll figure it out I'll figure it out but I wasn't thinking about anything because I didn't know that there was anything to think about so it was just this mess of I'll just have a drink then yeah. or something yeah and that like thinking about it now that's a lot that's a lot as like 15 years old yeah to be like dump all that shit on myself and go about Try and deal with everything my life yeah and having literally no life skills at that point yeah. to deal with any of the things that I was kind of going through that really and I, I hate saying it because sometimes I think it's really not that bad yeah you look back on it and you think it's not that bad comparatively to other people but it, to you when it's relative yeah it's the end of the world yes yeah it's and that's the, the thing world. your experience is your experience it mm. doesn't matter what anybody else is going through at the time mm. and like you say as an adult you look back and think wow yeah no, that is horrifying that is terrible that mm. person you know been through some shit um you know realistically i didn't go through that much shit comparative mm. to others but in my own little world it was horrendous well, yeah because that's all you know it's the only reference you've got isn't it is your yeah. own your own world and your own experiences yeah mm. so <laughs> the name, yeah. given that we were talking about our genes before we were talking about denim shit just got real yeah well that that's how conversations open up isn't it, that, it is. that's by genes <laughs> yeah, talking about genes speak about your genes and um, everything else yeah. <laughs> and every, everything else destroying your Levi's <laughs> and looking rather large and bulbous at the at the time that's the problem with holes in jeans yeah they do they really they accentuate they whatever's do. coming out it's true yeah um okay so you go on a further education then now um and that's, you know, that's where it all went wrong you see that, that's where it all went wrong that's where it all went wrong so um I told you it'd get a bit Irish, didn't I? Because I was yeah. going to completely back on myself by like ten years when I said nah. that. <laughs> when uh, when it was when you were at college, um, obviously they want you to go and apply for uni, um, which I did. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of money at the time. Somehow, I still to this day don't know how. I was running a car on, on EMA because it was right. only like thirty quid a week. Yeah. I was running a car on EMA. I had a lot of McDonald's at the time as well. So, <laughs> Christ knows how. But still going to college, uh, that's when I woke up early enough to actually get my EMA, still managing to run a car. Fuck, I, honestly, miracles, miracles. But um, we didn't have the money. I didn't have the money. Yeah. My mum didn't have the money. We, just, we didn't have the money for me to apply to a whole bunch of unis because it isn't cheap. No. It's not, I, mean, I don't know what it's like now, but it wasn't free then. I assume it's not now. I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> back in back in my day, they <laughs> made you pay for it. Um but yeah and you, you kind of like had to so i picked one yeah. that i wanted to go to it's guildhall school of music and drama and um I, I wanted to go to that one so i got an audition fucking amazing through the roof blah 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 left learning stuff probably to a little bit later than i should have done as right. per normal but my first audition um actually got cancelled because i had immense flu like right. savage fucking flu to the point that i was just fetal on the sofa for at least two weeks it was it was crazy so I had to put it back put it back to I want to say the January I think it was the January and obviously back to the weather thing that was one of the heaviest snowfalls we've had in a really really long right. time so I physically couldn't get up to London yeah got it put back again eventually got there 
and oh my god, I was terrible. I was so bad. I mean, I didn't think that at the time, obviously, but no, looking back on it, I was, I was fucking, I was so nervous, nervous. so nervous. My stomach was in bits yeah. all fucking morning. I just, I didn't, I was like a rabbit in headlights. I, we hadn't been prepared for it. Um, I didn't actually go through the college to do this either because I was like, I shall do it by myself. See what I mean? This yeah, is how it's it rubbed off. I will do it by myself and I shall apply for one university and I will get in. And by the time I'm 21, now I had this full on plan. Like I had a full plan trying, obviously in my own attempt to control the outcome of all of these things because I just expected that because I wanted it, yeah, I would get it. And you're in a room full of very, very talented people. I don't actually think anybody got in on that day either. I know it's kind of late part of the intake, I don't think, helps yeah. or whatever. I would try and excuse it, but I was genuinely shit. So I I totally get why I wouldn't have put me in for it, to be honest. I was yeah. so nervous. I remember just... I don't actually remember saying... I knew what I had to say. It was, something, it was a Shakespeare thing. I don't remember which Shakespeare thing it was, but it, I remember being in the room starting to say my monologue I don't even know if anything actually came out yeah. <laughs> I actually really don't know if anything came out yeah. because I just remember looking at these people and thinking oh my god yeah. why am I here and I mean being very confused and mildly irritated at the things that they make you do before you get into that point like if you could just run around the room and I'm like why the fuck are we running around the room yeah. why are we doing that and I'm kind of like I'm running I'm doing it and I'm looking around at everyone else thinking, everybody else seems so happy to be doing this stuff without any reasonable explanation. And I am really yeah. not. I don't understand why we're doing it. And I was like, I kind of want to stop and be like, sorry, why are we doing this? But I didn't actually have the confidence to do that at the time. So I just carried on looking very confused and probably mildly constipated or something because yeah. of the fact that I was running like... Getting what am I doing? Looking very sheepish about my run. Then obviously you start thinking, how do I run? Yeah. Do I run like I've shat myself? Or, <laughs> or do I run like Phoebe from Friends? Or um, yeah. do I have a normal and quite pleasant to watch run? Why are we running? So yeah. this was the whole thing. I wasn't relaxing and just going with it. I was very, very, very much like, why are we running? I don't get it. And then thinking about what I had to do and what I had to say. And then I think there was something else that we had to do. Don't really remember what that was. It's quite a long time ago now. So that's gone. I, either that or I've just blocked it out. It may have been shit. So I've just pushed it to yep. them back part of my brain that I will never Don't need. happily access again um, so that maybe happened uh, but yeah I think we had to do something else and then we had to do our little individual model oh, it was so bad and I came out and I stood <laughs> I stood in the reception area where my mum was waiting and I was like I didn't get in and I just I just don't, I don't know, know why, why. <laughs> <laughs> at the time I just couldn't fathom it and I was just a mess like going home I was a mess and I used to take any form of rejection so fucking personally as well. Yeah. Like, I didn't pass my first driving test. Fuck me, I was a mess for two days. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just decided, I was like, I don't even need a license. I shall go out in my own car by myself. It's a problem. It's a yeah. recurring problem. I don't even need any of that stuff. If I get pulled over, I shall simply say, oh, I forgot. And that will be And it will be fine. Yeah, I didn't yeah. really plan very well for that eventuality but I did I used to just fuck off out and just do stuff because I was like I won't be told by anyone even though they know what they're talking about and I absolutely don't that I am not good enough to drive yeah. or any of those things and I used to take everything so fucking personally so I was a mess after this audition an absolute mess I didn't know how to go back and say to any of my tutors can you watch me because I think I fucked up 
Yeah. Can you help me out a little bit? Because obviously I was just like, I don't want to do it through your way. I want no. to do it my way. And my way is the best way. I had no idea. No idea. Um, so obviously I learned the hard way a little bit then. But I had a savage diva fit after that. I'm not acting. It's clearly not for me. I shall One renounce the boards yeah. forever and never look back. I'll do something else. I did not know. <laughs> Fucking dramatic. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know what that something else was. So um, there, there have been many jobs. There have been many jobs that made no sense. They had literally none of I'd just bounce into one and be like, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. I'll do that. It's a job. And then I'd get bored. I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck it, I'll leave. Go and do something else now. And that that's kind of how that went for a little while, to be honest. Just bouncing in and out of jobs. Yeah, all well, because I didn't get into one uni and had a. a a rather large emotional breakdown about it if I'm 100% honest I really did yeah it was, it was quite powerful actually yeah yeah I still remember that how did it go oh god I didn't get in <laughs> I didn't get in I was in she was like oh okay did, did, did they say one? no no they didn't say one. they just didn't like me nobody else got in so it must just be that it can't have been me that kind of thing and I'm like yeah. no no baby it was you it was, it was definitely it was all you. you didn't help yourself because yeah. you were not very good really. that's one of the things with one of the early sort of short film things I got involved in that I never ever saw <laughs> so I, we they the guy gave us loads of speaking parts mm. he was just like right yeah cool we'll do this there's no like real script so we'll ad lib work it all out on the spot kind of thing and you think you're like okay I've done that but they're most of the time happy with first take or whatever. It's like, okay. It doesn't teach you anything. No. It makes you really and also, happy. it doesn't make the footage available to you. So you can't see how you were. Mm. You couldn't say, like, there was no real direction. So if I haven't seen it, I can't go, wow, that was fucking terrible. Okay, I need to make I sure. Maybe I not do that or I can yeah. work on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the first few experiences, me working in films, especially like unpaid, all that jazz is, didn't get to see it, no real direction, poorly organised and he's like, oh, like what's, what's, yeah, what's happening kind of I need to know if I can actually do this yeah. whether it's something I want to pursue can pursue mm. worth pursuing yeah. like yeah we deliver your lines like hello yes is that Barry I've got your money you want it you know, later okay yes oh, frown right yes yeah. uh, and action well, you, you take a phone call from so and so go uh, hello yes hello I've, I've got your money. Do you want it? Okay, I'll meet you tomorrow at four p.m. Okay, done. You need to then remember that it's four p.m. when you take your next thing. Yeah, so, and like yeah, you say, yeah. watching it back, it's like, did, were there any breaks in conversation? Were you monotone? Did it seem realistic? I, I don't yeah. know. Did you have and I'm any never subject matter to even work with? with no, that one? no, there was no. Uh, it was like, right, oh, can you come over here with me for a minute? We're just going to do this little phone call thing. Basically, like you're setting up the <laughs> the the tran the like the money transfer yeah. thing. As like. Okay, still don't even know why I'd be that person. So this is the thing, like half the time he's probably looked back on the footage and thought, nothing makes sense because it's, he's probably forgotten. You can't, you can't do that. You can't ad-lib no. an entire the thing is, he, thing. he was doing it for like years. It was going on for forever. It's like, oh, I was shooting so-and-so this week. He's like, really? It's like two years later. Well, so he's shooting on the weekend. So it was kind of diabolical. And the little snippets he did show, it's like, oh, this is raw footage like shot on the iPhone. This isn't like thing. Yeah. And you see things, you go, ooh. <laughs> this has just goddamn awful. Like all, all of these like p 
potential actors or whatever. It's just so much garbage. And I need to know if I'm part of that garbage because I need... where that garbage is. Yeah, where is that garbage? <laughs> when is it going to turn up? Who's going to see this? Well, and is it going to ruin? Late, late show yeah. one day when he goes, <laughs> yeah. we found some footage of you from, uh, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, this, this is from 2012. Oh, please don't. I haven't seen <laughs> I this don't myself. I what that is. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I need to know. I still haven't seen that. I still want to see it. I did bits for him where I was a fighter, uh, a referee stroke ring announcer, but it was like, oh, you'll be the ring announcer. You've seen fights. I was like, yeah, cool, I can do that. Off you go then. <laughs> but then it was all of a sudden, oh, like you didn't jump in the stop fight. So hold on, I'm a ring announcer or a referee. Which one am I doing? Hold on, okay, I'm doing both. So I'm a ring announcer and a referee. I'll jump in to do that. But like last week, I was fighting, so I don't know what the fuck's happening. And then I was having this conversation about setting up some sort of financial like transaction to do with bets to do with this fight. Like, what the fuck am I? A ring announcer, a fighter, a referee, or a fucking gangster? I've got no idea you what I'm doing. I'm just all the I'm just all the roles. I mean, the guy with the camera was like, he's nice enough fetish. Like, yeah, you know, you think you're doing really well. And, you know, it's really good having you back here. Like, compared to some other people, like, you're really putting in and la, la, la. It's like, yeah, it's great. I still need to see how yeah, that fucking you looks. Need, you're, you're putting in because you need that back for yourself. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a. a it's because I'm thing, interested it? in it and I want to. Mm. Some people, like, again, when you. The first time I ever worked as extras, the amount of people just trying to get on camera. So, that's, that's what uh, Brad Pitt did as well, isn't it? For like years, apparently, he tried to just pop in. They'd be like, you are an extra. Yeah, stop. Piss off. You're yeah. an extra. Amount of times. Sit over there for three hours with doing nothing and wait yeah. until you are on set for five minutes. There was this couple. That, I, that turned up on two films I did. And uh, at one point, we, we were supposed to be a crowd watching a dance. And they was like, oh, we can't be seen. So they buggered off somewhere else, just go sit down. No, we're not being seen right now. It's like, yeah, but you're here to build crowd. You're not supposed to be seen. You know, mm. you, and, uh, and another- they didn't specify that you were a featured extra. So no, you, know, you just, just literally just background. And the same thing happened again, at a funeral scene for a different film. Back of the crowd, so they just sat down. Oh, we're not being. Can you stand up, please? No, oh, we're not being seen. So there's no point. You don't know what's being seen for one. Yeah, the people. And the also, no. You're being paid to stand at the background. You're not you're being. You're just kind of being paid to go where you got do what go, you're told. Do what you're told. Yeah, you're and being you're an extra. Paid a really reasonable amount of money to do that most yeah, of the well, time. Most of the time. Yeah. Um, this was some really crappy British gangster film. I think it was probably like sixty quid a day or something, which is paid. You know. Could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. It could be no pay. It could be no but pay. But yeah, having that audacity to think like, oh, I'm not being seen, we'll just move up. No. Yeah, to be honest with you, sometimes you're actually lucky if you see actual amounts of extras names in the fucking credits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let alone anything. No. So it's actually redundant whether you're seen no. or not. Like Even if you end up featured extra background, whatever, doesn't mean you're going to make it to the final film even. No. And actually it's... Still isn't relevant. It anyway, still doesn't matter. You're, you're not that guy being yeah, exactly. paid loads of money to you be. You may here. have man with umbrella. Mm. Chris yeah. Hales, and it's like, yeah, I don't think man with umbrella really stands up no. to much no. when you put it in front of someone and they go, "Well done." You held an umbrella and you walked past the camera. Yeah. Congrats. So I know a lot of people who IMDb profiles have been filled with junk like that. It's like, mate, really, you can't can't claim a, a credit for passerby. You know, 
It doesn't really take a lot of skill no. either, does it, to walk past no. something? No. Like my IMDb profile is an unpaid one now, so there's no, no picture of me, but a, f a list of a few things mm. that, are, that I've done, but not, not everything, because some things there's are just no cut and mentioned. No oh, it was the guy walking past Ewan McGregor on that film. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I saw Hayley Atwell with loads of dots on her face because they're going to try and make her look older, and I was there, but yeah. Exactly. It just—it doesn't. Yeah. I—I I watched it. Does that count? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah. really. Yeah. I spent a week there. Um, I mean, does that give me credit? Anything? Worthy? No. <laughs> no. I think I, I properly popped up on, in the credits maybe once. Mm. I think. And even when you are in the credits, sometimes, you know you're there. And you might be there for such a short period of time oh, yeah. that it's like, um, where were you? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it's the, the film world's an, an odd thing. It is. But, and I, I'd like, as we say, I'd love to do more in it, mm. but lifestyle doesn't really allow that mm. now. But partly through choice, I could choose to just not be around and try and work on film all the time. Yeah, I just, but, I think unless it is like, constant big stuff it, it is a big sacrifice obviously for me when i decided to say fuck it like you know it, it was a case of i thought right i'm in a very good situation in the sense that i don't have anybody relying on yeah. me i don't have big bills a huge bills because well i do have some but i just pay small amounts on them because i can't afford to pay the big bits so you know they'll get paid off in the road time yep. <laughs> that's the reality it's debt, uh, but it is a case of you know I don't, I don't have I don't have like a massive house to pay for. I don't have a car to pay for right now because the car I did have was was mine. You know yeah. I've paid for it outright. So it's you know when you just think like realistically, it was a, a situation. I thought yeah you know what if I'd known what I know now when yeah. I left college, then no problem at all. But it's like, it's this is kind of like do or die sort of situation. And I'm in a situation where I can just say, fuck it. Yeah. Let's see what happens and where it goes. And then if it doesn't, eh, that's cool. Let's you know, figure something out. Yeah. But it's, you've, I've been lucky in the sense that I've been able to go, now is the time to dedicate and figure some stuff out. Yeah. Which not a lot of people are lucky enough to do. No. So. Yeah, it's one of the things that is sort of, frustrated me and maybe a bit jealous maybe uh, some people i'm connected with you see there's like he's made himself available for this that and the other and always working don't necessarily know if they're always being paid but they're always working so mm. they've got you know no no house no kids no mortgage no mm. real dependence so they can just drop things or they work for themselves so they can just drop things and mm. and go and it's sort of like but the choices i've made obviously led, led me to where i am and you know i've an amazing family and my house and everything and I'm I'm super happy mm. uh, and say so it doing all it all this talking makes me more happy because I realize what what I've got and what I've been from where I am mm. now I'm successful yeah you know, exactly. I'm, I'm doing exactly. I'm doing well and I, I am genuinely happy yeah um, there's the things I'd like to do I'd like to do more film work I'd like to do more like stunt training mm. things just for experiences enjoyment as well life for me is it should be everything is about experience just going and doing stuff because you want to yeah. you know something that you think might be fun uh and the more you can experience the more life you've had if you sit still and do nothing your entire it's life it's just died, isn't it? so fucking yeah fast. And, and that's that's the other thing mm. like that i think that it's definitely more recently like 
putting off starting this podcast, mm. put, putting off starting the clothing brand. It's all things like, am I going to be judged? Who's going to give a shit? You know, mm. but it doesn't really matter if you're doing it for you and it's like, press the button, do it now. Because if you don't, you're always 10 gonna years are going to be passed. Mm-hmm. Like, the initial idea for the clothing company started, I don't know, two years ago, mm. three years ago. And I didn't finally hit go on the website till this year. Mm. Because it's like, have I got the time and the sacrifice to commit to it? And who's going to give a shit? Mm. The thing is, and like, do you want to sacrifice the time and yeah. stuff like that? That's, I think a lot of the time, that's what it is as well, is that you know that it's going to take some sacrifice, but you're yep. like, do I want to do, do that? Do I want to? Yeah. There's reasons I'm not elevated in my career with what I do generally because I don't want to sacrifice all my extra spare time. I want to be at home with the kids yeah. and I want to be at home with my Plus wife. Plus the fact that you're not passionate about what you do every no, fucking day. No, my job, no. Do you know what I mean? That, no, no, that's no. the point, isn't it? So no. why would you want to take something? And this is something that I can't understand as well. And I do. I have a, a huge amount of respect for people that can make a career and a comfortable life for themselves out of something, something that they're really not that interested in, to yeah, be honest. Because yeah. it's like, well, you've kind of sacrificed something to something you don't give a shit about. So yep. fair enough. Like, yeah. you, I don't I don't want to do that. I don't no. have the time to entertain, especially now. Like, I mean, I've never had a lot of patience, but it's just, just doesn't exist anymore. So I don't have the patience to even have conversations with people about things that I'm like, no. I don't have the energy to devote to talking about stupid shit that, yeah. is, that is irrelevant and irrelevant. pointless yeah. yeah so it, like how people do that I don't know but I think there's like you say there's a measure of success yeah and for some people that's going to be what they've got in the bank and yep. for other people it's going to be how happy they are yeah and the fact that you get to actually spend time with your kids and your wife and you're happy yep that's yeah, success that, that, that's it and I think mm. it, it took a long while for me to really really settle on that I am successful in that mm. sense like if i look at if i look at my dad there's a period of time i wanted his lifestyle so mm. i want that money i should have that money i should have that kind of lifestyle why haven't i got that without thinking about the fact that my dad's 20 years older than i am mm. he's worked really bloody hard for it and sacrificed an awful lot mm. i do uh, i don't need that I don't, I don't need that. And then you look back on the fact that obviously when you were younger and yeah. you know how much time you spent doing that. Yeah. And But again, that comes with the adult, more adult perspective yeah. in the sense that you can actually go, oh yeah, I remember that. No, it's cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. No. Let's say I could elevate myself in my career a lot higher. I could be do, earning a lot more money, but my weekends are go, my evenings are go, and I'd, I'd probably be on the phone like or accessible 24 hours a day mm. doing what I do because we deal with emergency stuff. So, yeah, I'd probably... I think it was a job a couple of years ago. It was 10, 15 grand more than I earn now. I was like, I could do that. <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> it's my turn. I, I could do that, but you know I'd be on the phone constantly. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, kids, no, I can't pick you up from school. I've got to do so-and-so. I'm sorry, kids, no, I can't talk right now. I've got to take this phone call. Mm. I'm sorry, I've got to go out to so-and-so. I don't, I don't need that in my life. So me and my wife, we have, we have a, a happy marriage, a happy lifestyle. Our kids, as far as I'm aware, are happy. And we are happy as a family and we're stupid and have loads of fun and that's 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 my success. Thing is as well with the kids, all that this is this is something I think people forget a lot of the time when it comes to kids is that I personally don't remember hardly anything that I was no. taught as a child. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I didn't get a lot anyway because money wise. But I don't remember anything apart from my Mulan video. Because that's like one of my <laughs> favorite films. I fucking yeah. love it. Um 
that and Twister. <laughs> like, yeah. That's pretty. I don't remember like things that Everything. I bought. Yeah. I don't remember anything like that. I remember the times that I spent, spent. with. Yeah. My my parents, my you know my grandparents and stuff like that. I remember those things and the the silly memories and the, you don't you don't get money like it's not. A th I mean, fuck you know when you get twenty quid when you're like ten and you're like, like woo baller. I'm <laughs> I'm about to buy so much shit and you're like yeah no that's not you get twenty quid now and you're like <laughs> great yeah. and it's it's not the excitement isn't the same because you the the understanding it's of it is different. totally yeah. different and like. Kids don't remember shit like that. They nope. remember the stupid videos yeah. that you make. When stupid videos when that they try to send to their chocolate. friends. Exactly. And things like that's what they're going to remember. Yeah. And that's important. It's more yeah. important. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, my my search or quest for stardom kind of slowed down. Stopped altogether, you know. I didn't stop putting effort in. Mm. Because it's like, well, I don't, I don't need that, and if I do that, I'm gonna not be as available. Mm. And then the starting of the clothing brand was more of a, I need to stop doing what I'm doing because I don't enjoy it, and it's a waste of life. Mm. And I want my kids to understand that doing a job that you don't enjoy for the it's sake of an income of is life. a waste it of is. life. Mm. Now, I'm not an artist, so coming up with designs and things for t-shirts isn't doesn't come naturally to me. Mm. Um, I did have a collaboration with an artist who's a colleague of mine that we and then it was like yep yeah, all these ideas started coming it's like yeah this would be cool we can work for ourselves you can showcase your art and we'll have this thing and then as plans do that yeah. fell by the wayside so the so whole times, yeah. so the whole idea of the clothing company was like, well now i haven't got an artist so now i can't do it no, I haven't got this, so I can't do it. Because you put so much on other people, expecting yeah. that they're going to put in what you yeah. put in. Yeah, and it doesn't work that way. Don't often do that. No. So, the clothing company become like simple brands and simple sort of statements mm -hmm. and ethos. But I decided the passion even isn't even in printing t-shirts. There's no passion in that because it's not something mm -hmm. I've grown up with. I'm not grown up passionate Wanting about art. Yeah. What I'm passionate about is the message behind it. The whole, you know facing your demons facing your problems your failures be they physical mental whatever and overcoming that to achieve mm. what you want in life to to be successful uh, but understanding that your success is personal it's not mm. shouldn't be measured by somebody else's you know thing um mm. like you know I, I was a depressed suicidal teen who didn't talk about it uh i didn't talk to the people who caused my problems mm. I didn't talk to my parents about it and I think it probably affected many many things in my sort of now future mm. but having say met and spoke with some of the people in my dramas as a kid rekindling some friendships that I separated with as kids um, realising that it, all that past tiny tiny period of time doesn't actually really matter and doesn't, doesn't need you. it doesn't That's need to thing. define me yeah, yeah, yeah. but it did for such a long time mm. so now let's say the clothing thing will sit in the background of like relate to me relate to what i'm talking about let's open up a conversation mm. let's talk about what inspires us to yeah elevate ourselves and what do we want to achieve and how are we gonna get past these mental blocks or whatever to get mm. there now we went through some shit. Everybody's been through some shit, some worse than others, and some some people have just floated through life with no dramas whatsoever. Well, this is what I'm you sure. Think, though, isn't it? That's this is what thing. you see again. That's the perception, the thing, you know, like it's, yeah. I don't think that things like social media actually really help. No, with, social media with is a like disaster. This. 
because you know you look at I mean, even even over the last few weeks. So something for me that's always that's always been a bit of a problem is resting. Yeah. Is actually giving myself time to rest. I mean, so basically, I've kind of part. Of, there is like a bit of a backstory as to why I even actually decided to go and do the whole agent thing anyway. Um, and I it did it. Great, cool. Then there's the whole spotlight issue. So for anyone who doesn't know, you have to jump through some hoops to get on spotlight. It's either really fucking yeah. easy, yeah. and you don't necessarily have to have talent, you just have to have a, a certificate of some kind, or be below a certain age, yeah. or you have to have lived your life in a very specific way, and for some reason you have to, they seem to think you need to have been paid for four feature films yeah. with a lead role yeah. without an agent and without yeah. spotlight which yeah. is apparently essential <laughs> yeah. but you need to have it yeah. it's yeah. just a whole it's bunch a of bullshit conflicting counterintuitive oh, yeah. it's ridiculous but um, because of me not having and having had like you know 10 years of floating around and doing some other stuff um, my agent was like oh we can't get you on there even though big promises that they could to begin with and then they can't get you on there so it's like okay I thought fine Fuck you then. Do it myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'll find out what I need and I will fucking do it myself. Yeah. And I pretty much went hell for that. I was still training all the time. Um, well, obviously, pre-COVID, <laughs> I was still training all the time. I was still sort of doing a bit of work and trying to to get these these fucking things off the ground so that I can yeah. turn around and go, boom, there you go. That's what I need. Did now it. let's now let's do it. I mean, I've, I've always said I want to be in a Mission Impossible as well. Yeah. That is... That is a goal. If I could do that and never did anything else, yeah. I'd probably be okay with it. Yeah. I just want to be like Tom's right-hand girl just once. Yeah, my, my thing is to work alongside or watch Jackie Chan work. Yeah. That, that You'd be happy after done that, that, right? Yeah. Exactly. This Jackie, is the thing. Jackie Chan was the man that inspired me to want to do it in the first place. Yeah. And still now. Yeah. He's, yeah, the fact that he's still going. He hasn't, he's amazing, he, he hasn't killed himself off Absolutely yet. Absolutely fucking love amazing. Him. Um, I love him. So yeah, to, to watch him work, I missed it a couple of years ago. He did The Foreigner here in London. Yeah, that's so good as well. Yeah, um, and I was like, uh. mm. But yeah, to, to watch him work, work with him, they'd be like, right, yep. seal that, put See? that in an envelope, close it up, happy. put it in my time capsule, and Life life's done. Yeah. Yeah, it's sorted. I, I can die just, a happy man now. I can just that's it. float this through is, now. This is the thing. If I'm in a James Bond, preferably a James Bond role rather than a Bond girl kind of role, even if it's not actually in James Bond. But you know what I mean. You, you get what I'm saying. You did say Mission Impossible just and now. And Mission Impossible. Yeah, okay. no, no, no. Listen. All right, okay. Please. And Mission, <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible, just to work with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, I actually feel like after that, I could be like, you know what? I don't I feel that. like doing that script that you've just sent me. Yeah. It's okay, because I've worked with Tom. Yeah. So I'm good. Yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> I can take that one. I don't fancy that one. You know, like, I want to... That, that would make me happy. So, like, every time I just felt a bit lacking in enthusiasm, I just, just popped Mission Impossible, James Bond, and I'll be fine. I'm back on the horse, you know? Um, which actually does, oddly, work very well. But it, it was a case of it was just me every day, every day applying for, for something and, yeah. and, you know, self-tapes and all of this stuff and doing it on my own not only because i have some evident independence problems but um also because of the fact that nobody was actually gonna fucking help me and yeah. i i realized that and you know there's there's only so much that people who are 
alongside you can help you. You need someone who is above you to help you because they're going to know shit that you don't know. They're going to have access to things that you don't have and thinking, yeah, you get an agent and that's kind of what they're for. Um, and I think the first the first film I got cast in, a feature film, got a got a role for, and I do this because the the role didn't exist. Right. The film didn't exist. Um, so obviously I'm all geared up for this, and I'm like, okay, cool. When am I going to get the script? And when am I going to get the contract? When am I going to get anything that's even remotely useful? Yeah. And um, it it didn't it didn't materialise. Never popped up. So then they popped up again, and I was like, oh, are you still available? I'm really sorry. And I was like, look, dude, this is not okay you don't do this to people i've turned down other work because of this like come on and then again still nothing turned up and i just blocked and deleted it i was like you lot are weird yeah i'm good but you you don't like people don't see that these are the hurdles that you have to get over every single day yeah and that emotionally when you when you don't get something that you've put a shitload of time into when you're yeah. trying to film your perfect self tape, making sure that the that the sun doesn't change angle and yeah. that the lighting's not all off because you don't have the money to buy lighting equipment and you know, you you're trying to figure out how you're gonna read this two person script by yourself because there's no yeah. one else in the house or whatever it is, there's so much that you don't people don't realise you go through just to get your name in the credits for, yeah. you know, a couple of minutes. And I realised very, very recently that that's been constant that's been constant it's either been constant work constant trying to do this you know a lot of other emotional shit that's happened over the last couple of years yeah that i haven't actually taken a break from at all yeah this is why i've spent the last three weeks doing fuck all i've literally vegetated i've slept i've eaten i've not exercised i've just physically and mentally and emotionally had no energy to do anything else yeah. and you know you're like I don't understand why like, I yeah. don't get it what's going on I'm, I'm fine like, I'm not ill and maybe I should be doing this this and this and it's just like no and actually it's taken me a very long time to realise that sometimes you need to actually stop be able to stop be able to rest because you're kind of fucked if you don't to be yeah honest. now you started that Small little tangent talking about. I warned you that one. I know it's fine. <laughs> but talk, you started talking about social media, mm. and then. Oh yeah, went off. No, I totally forgot what I was actually even saying about that. Basically, because of uh, because of the, there's there's people obviously you follow because you like their shit or whatever, and these women specifically are getting up every morning and they look great right. and they're doing their workouts even if it is just like a ten minute thing mm-hmm. and they're like oh you know make sure you get out of bed and make your bed and stuff which I do anyway just because I'm a bit anal about it now but I actually really enjoy organising as well so that's not a problem but it's the them getting up and working out and doing this stuff and they've made a, a career out of doing this and they're making a lot of money from doing it and yeah. you're just thinking. I personally, I don't obviously speaking for everybody there, but I personally have looked at that and thought, maybe I should be doing it. How do I expect to get to the next point in my life if I'm not doing what they're doing? And that is a big fucking problem. Is that if that is what you're constantly told, constantly fed, constantly see, and you need a break, everybody needs a break. Like we all do because life is a fucker life's horrible and there's a lot of stuff that you have to process to be able to move forward in the first place like on a on a mental level so like you know like we've discussed this year how much stuff has clicked for you has clicked for me and you think well no wonder i wasn't able to move forward with things before it doesn't matter how hard i worked because my brain was still stuck like 
10 years back yeah. for whatever reason and you think you have to be able to rest and actually the looking at social media and comparing your journey to someone else's comparing what you see of their life because yeah. obviously it's not what not it all. actually yeah. is it's a very small percentage to your entire life to everything like you see this fucking 30 second thing that they put up of yeah. them smiling and being happy and you think well, what we don't see is that maybe it's taken them three hours to build up the enthusiasm to even make that yeah. because they're fucking depressed. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, their baby's just shat up their own back and they've just spent the last half an hour trying to sort, sort that out, out you know. Yeah. But he looks cute now, so it's okay. Yeah. You, don't, you don't see that these people, yeah, they might be making fucking 10 grand from doing their fitness thing yeah. a month or something stupid like that but they've worked really fucking hard and you might see elements of it, but you don't see all of it. So you then sit there and and inevitably, whether you mean to or not, compare the fact that you haven't got out of bed until 11 o'clock that morning because actually you just didn't have the energy to do that. Um, And you don't have that much money coming into the bank and you do have to budget everything because you've decided to sacrifice everything that you could have had for the things that you want, want. or at least yeah. to attempt the things that you want. Yeah. And you you just forget that that's what you've done. And then you've got all of this comparison that is there. And it's obviously is for men, it is for women, it's for everybody with the, with other people's facade and the guilt and the, like the shit that you put on yourself then because you're not doing what they're doing to yeah. get to where they're being is unbelievable. And it's really yeah. unhealthy really really unhealthy yeah i think like we you know obviously as parents we have a lot of aware of a lot of young children who have social media and we Mm. we keep our children away from it they're aware of it but they don't have it they don't need it it for one but it's also that they have to talk to at that age for fuck's sake invisible friends should be it you know like (laughs) come on but um it is that the Mm. the perception of what is put across Mm. Um, you know this perfect lifestyle. The the it's like I've said you know, the women women flogging their um, wears their wears their wears they like their athletic wear. They're doing their gym gym workouts, but their hair's perfect, the makeup's perfect. There's That's not an ounce bollocks. of sweat on them. I tell you what, I don't understand that. <laughs> no, it's not uh, true, is it? But it's, no, it's not true. This but this is what I mean. Like I mean, I remember even when I used to go out, like out out. Uh, and me and specifically me and one mate of mine used to go out and we'd dance and we'd drink and fucking my ankles used to just give out casually so I'd be wearing yeah. half my drinks half the time and I had short hair at the time so yeah. it's like there was no disguising when I was sweaty because it was stuck yeah. to my fucking head and there would be girls that we knew that we were out with whose hair wouldn't move like, I mean, I understand the concept of hairspray, but I'm like, but I don't know what the fuck it is that they're using because yeah. mine's moved. Some sort of magic. You know, yeah, and their makeup was perfect and they didn't sweat. They didn't. I was, people don't have sweat glands? Because yeah. I fucking do. Like, Jesus. It's just, it made no sense. And no. you think, I mean, you're not competing with these people. You're not. But there is almost an element of like you putting yourself next to that person yeah. and going, but why is why just Just why why. yeah (laughs) just a whole bunch of why and then looking at yourself and going fuck yeah you know but it's not sustainable no that doesn't happen no i mean fuck i've seen videos of girls doing jujitsu and i'm like "Mm -mm, you ain't working hard enough because i come out of there and i've got my sweat 
His sweat. Oh, somebody else. Several people. Others yeah. sweat. You know, I stink. Yeah. Because I'm sweaty. It's just I have to wear yeah. men's pants because otherwise I get savage wedgies and everybody gets to hear about it. Yeah. And it's just it. How is it realistic? No. But that's the problem. Social media is presents this perfection, mm. but it it isn't real. And so we don't need our kids looking up to that. We don't need to look up to that no. really because again, like you say, at any level, if you're already slightly unstable mm. let's say then comparing yourself to you know other fitness athletes or other people you know who dress nice they've got nice cars they're constantly on holiday on fucking tick anyway yeah every, forget, well, like borrowed yeah for one yeah. or rolled upon something that looked nicer we'll take a photo with that which is probably it yeah, yeah. with a lot of it 100%. but also comparing yourself to someone who might well have been working at this persona or this successful life mm. for the past 10 years exactly. that you don't you just see the successful part and gone oh why aren't i doing that but the funny thing is though is that when you try because i think i i said to you about it when uh, when i had my other instagram account which obviously clearly gave up on because there's just a load of bollocks I, was yeah. like, I don't even have the energy to put loads of stuff on one unless it's a yeah. funny inappropriate meme that's it um but like with the other one it was a case of i've put myself out there as an actress yeah Obviously, I, I'm not working on something 24-7. No. I'm not in Marvel. So, yeah, like, yeah, you know, it's like, I've got stuff to post about, but it's not enough stuff. So, no. where, you know, what do you what do you do at this point in time? Yeah. Because it's not, I'm not constantly on set. I'm not constantly doing this. I'm not constantly doing that. So, then it's kind of like, I feel like a bit of a fraud if I post about anything else because I've said that I'm this, but then I'm not doing, doing that. It. Yeah. And the, the mental politics that goes on yeah. as a result of that stuff... Or, you know, the fact that you have to, as more probably I would imagine as a woman, you have to stand there and be like, oh, well, I'm not getting any attention, so I'll put my arse on there. And you do get into this weird fucking mindset where you're just like, but I, I need the followers. And you, you, you don't. Yeah. You, you really yeah. don't. Um, it's, it's, I mean, these people wouldn't know you if they walked past you in the street and they certainly no. wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire in nope. the gutter. So why do you care? No. Why but do it, you care it's... when you've got all these likes and you're getting this... I'm paying two pounds to get my post boosted for a day just so that something gets sticked once. No. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you get three more <laughs> likes than you would normally yeah. work. Like, it's it's more hard work than it needs to be yeah, or than yeah. it should be. And it's mentally taxing as well. If you are putting your potentially your future, your career mm. on this social media thing. And giving it to it's... other people is essentially what it feels like you're doing. You're, yeah. you're putting something that means everything to you in the hands of people that are literally, it's it's not even registering their brain that yeah. they've scrolled past it, if they're even seeing it, because your exposure might be not so good. Yep, non-existent. And that's hard. That's, yeah. a, that's a hard thing to wrap your head around as well. And it's too much. So I, I started a YouTube channel for jiu-jitsu stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, when now, well, now we're not training. Yeah, so now, so now, now, what, now what's on there? Mm. I can't do gear reviews all the time because Get, I'm not training. It's great. I don't know how it works. but I've had know. this gear for two years. I've done a review on it twice it now. It smells great. Still, <laughs> it hasn't changed because I haven't used it in six months, mm. seven, eight, nine months, however long bloody long. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, I, I like to film stuff. I always mm. have done. And I like to be realistic and real and honest with everything that I do. There's like... Yeah, I feel like crap today. I went to this jujitsu competition today and I lost everything and I'm knackered, I'm overweight and I'm beaten up. But that's that's real. That's realistic. It's it, not always perfect. Time, though, people don't want to see that. I think you get a handful of yeah. people who just are kind of okay perfection. with that. And then you get other people who are so... I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's... I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. But it's, they, they don't want to see 
real life because it reminds them of real and yet they'll tune into EastEnders yeah which is way more depressing than real life yeah. because none of that shit goes on well maybe it does but <laughs> not in my life anyway it's frightfully dull <laughs> now uh, I'm going to jump about a bit yeah. here now but recently obviously with talking Instagram and being real mm. recently you posted uh, about eating disorders and mm. body image and mm. stuff where did that start and come from and what ended that hopefully okay so I think that there's probably always in retrospect been a predisposition to certain things like that anyway for me but yeah. that I think comes from a control yeah. element anyway so that's again semi new discoveries for me guys you're learning with me um, but it is like it, it, I think if you as a person who has semi control issues and independence issues I think sometimes you do tend to put so much pressure on yourself that it does manifest in certain ways yeah. however um, that particular thing started I don't really know why I just said all that you didn't ask me that this is what I'm talking about I can't just answer you straight it started here <laughs> and it finished here fucking hell um, i'm sorry <laughs> um so basically memory serves roughly when i came back from new zealand so i went lived away worked away went traveling then lived in new zealand worked there blah blah, blah. fucking loved it had a, and i genuinely can happily safely say was in love with that period of my life there was still elements of depression that were there and present um definitely looking back on it but i still didn't even really know then because you yeah. know it's what it is but basically before before i left so the, the the body image issues i think was slightly deeper rooted than it would initially seem but before i left I was working a hell of a lot of hours um i was working in care and i think was i working in a bar at the same time for a little while yeah that's kind of been in the background of most things in all fairness but um i was working long hours with people with dementia um, and you, you know, you'd sit down and eat some meals with them and stuff as well, forgetting that they're all fortified. So you're eating full fat this yeah. and full fat that, which is great and delicious, but it's also not very good when you're working loads of hours. And then you come home at yeah. like 11 and decide to have bread and cheese when right. you're watching films. Yeah. And then wonder why you've put on weight. Um, so I obviously I put on a little bit of weight before I left and then I went away and it's warm. It's, you know, drinking a lot of water, drinking fairly decent food. Drinking? You're drinking Eating. them. Sometimes, I don't know. <laughs> smoothies. <laughs> yeah. Eating, like most normal people do. Eating, like, you know, decent foods. Obviously got down to, accidentally, completely accidentally, wasn't even thinking about it, got down to a really nice weight and was really, really happy with how I looked and everything. Then got to New Zealand and, you know, Domino's was like the equivalent to £2.50. Right. And the food was really good and you kind of get... We don't have to Lost. eat rice for breakfast. Yay. And uh, I put some weight on quite quickly again. Um, so started really kind of like focusing on that. And that's when I really got into the gym. Yeah. Um, not that I'd always been interested in fitness, but that's when I really started getting into it at that point. So the gym kind of became a semi focus for me at that point, which is great and is healthy and that's fine. But then I came back home and life literally fell on its ass yeah. and everything went wrong so my nan was um going downhill quite a bit at the time she was having some uh, heart complications which she had she probably the reason i wanted to study cardiothoracics when i was little she yeah. had a heart operation and i was like fuck this is so cool 
probably wasn't cool for her, bless no. her, but you know, <laughs> for, for me, I was like, this is amazing. Um, but she had to, so she'd had a, a valve transplant when I was like seven. Um, and that, they obviously wear away over time. I, yeah. I didn't know that, obviously. I don't know why I would know that. But um, it had worn away to such an point that she was having blackouts. Right. Um, so we actually, we didn't find her, but her care, they were her carers, but she was in uh, like the halfway one where it's yeah. like they don't check on them all the time. Yeah. They found her having passed out, face down, pile of her own sick, right. couldn't get up on her own, realised it was a heart complication. So up until this point where she'd obviously been blacking out, she was having a lot of falls right. um, and a lot of memory problems. She kind of forgot who I was for a little while. Now, my nan and me were like this forever. Yeah. Um, and to have someone that you love more than anything in the world forget who you are yeah. is... Like, there's there's like a whole section of your soul that that yeah. hits that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. And that, so that screwed me up. Coming back to the UK where I never felt I fitted anyway, didn't really help. Um, the relationship that I was in at the time was great up until we came back and yeah. then I think both of us were just dealing with too much stuff and we separated as a result which was really difficult because he, he was like my he still is my best friend he still is one of my best friends now obviously it's a very different relationship but at that time you know you're thinking you, you've shared the world with this person yeah. and now it's all falling apart and there's nothing you can do to stop it so there was that then there was work in the shitty jobs I hate. I had been working in casting at the time. I yeah. loved my job. I loved my hours. I loved the people I worked with. I loved all of the perks that went with it. I loved it. Then I came back. I was back living at home. Um, which is no, you know, no disrespect to my mum, but you've fucked off and lived on the other side of the world and yeah. in, you know had your own space. And now you're living back with your mum. It's a bit. It's a bit of an adjustment. Uh, she'd been going through the ringer with a, a boyfriend when I was away. She didn't tell me the extent of. So obviously, then I'm kind of processing that, feeling a bit guilty, yeah. and then like the shitty jobs that I just. I went and worked um, for Sky. Me and sales don't get on either. Funnily enough, um, I don't care if someone buys TV. Yeah. So you know, you're kind of like, oh, you've got all these sale targets, and someone's like, well, TV's not working. I'm like, oh, cancel it then. I don't care. It's. You know, so that doesn't, none of it really meshes up. And when you're dealing with people that you think, but there's this whole wide world out there that is absolutely incredible, yeah. full of wonderful people and wonderful things to do. And you're giving a fuck about a rerun of Only Fools and Horses that's yeah. been on 65 times yeah. already that you know all the words to. And yeah. it's stressing you out to such an extent that you're prepared to spend over £100 on your TV package was unfathomable to me at this point so obviously that was all within the space of about six months yeah. of me coming home and I just would safely say that mentally I just stopped coping with yeah. any Everything. of it so I had a, a little bit of a thing I had never taken time off sort of for like mental health health <laughs> issues for mental health reasons ever before and I didn't even know how to talk to the doctor about that at yeah. that point in time. And kind of that's when I started explaining stuff to him. And he was like, sounds like this has been something you've been dealing with for quite a long time. And I was like, is it? Yeah. I don't know. But again, back to what I said earlier, where things just weren't as available in terms of knowledge. So I had that. Then I think I tried to go back to working for them and I, I actually did sort of say like I want to work more in the production side of things and it was sort of semi sorted out but it never really took off I mean I was I'm talking willing to drive to Osterley which is obviously West London way yeah. isn't it 
just two and a half hours give or take there and then two and a half hours give or take back i was willing to do that yeah. every single day which i'm really fucking glad that i didn't now yeah. that was, it, was, it was not pleasant but um i i was trying to figure out how i could still do what i wanted to do successfully within what i was already in and long story short it just didn't work out so i handed him my notice and um where did I go then? I forget now. I went to a call centre. I worked in a call centre for elderly people with panic buttons. Right. Which, um, when you're not in the mental headspace to deal with your own shit, is not something I would recommend. Yeah. Uh, I can actually safely say it was quite, it was borderline impressive, I'll be honest, with the amount of times that I could walk into work and go, nah, and go home. And just tell them that I was going home. Yeah. And just be like, um, you know, nah. I'm not feeling it today. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go. And they're like, um, you can't really. I'm like, have. I've logged off. I'm out door. See Bye. you later. I've never. I mean, I've hated some jobs, but I have never been that much of a pain in the ass before. <laughs> genuinely, I don't. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't get fired. Yeah. I can't work that out because I did used to just be like, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm going home. So, yeah. See you later. Because if you want me to tell a, an old person to fuck off and die, I can do it for you. But it's probably not going to reflect too well. So I'm just going to go before I do it. All right. That went on for a few months. Um, I did have some more time off with that as well. But in the in between time of this, um, I actually I met someone who turned out to be a horrible, disgusting, abusive human being. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for the first couple of weeks, everything was great because these people have the best ability to Hook be you everything you want them to be. Yeah. And obviously it's a lot easier when you're actually at the point of falling apart. You don't even realise it at, yeah. at that stage. And um, yeah, so it was great. And then, you know, I started getting phone calls from his ex when I was at work. Right. His ex yeah. talking to me about... And I'm thinking, what in fuck's name is going on here? Yeah. Should have just walked away. But I didn't for whatever reason. I don't even know myself. Because I knew. I knew that it wasn't right. I didn't know how not right it was, obviously. But this kind of stuff went on for a really, really long time. And the effect that it was having on me, it was causing anxiety, savage anxiety to the point that... I was having heart investigations because right. I thought I thought that there was so a, I was having savage palpitations, yeah. chest pains, all of this stuff. I'm thinking I'm having a heart attack. I'm having a fucking heart attack. Um, many times I went to A and E, had uh, like the little heart monitor things that you have to sleep on, have to have on for a couple of days, you know that kind of thing because I was convinced that there was something wrong with my heart. Yeah, but there wasn't, and the doctors were like there is there is nothing wrong with your heart and i'm like then why is it doing what it's doing yeah. i was um suffering from serious insomnia with sleep attack sleep episodes as well so i had to be investigated for narcolepsy yeah um which was not fun at all they were like you can't drive anymore and i'm thinking kind of need to but yeah sure um and which i shouldn't have been because i would i would be awake for days and then i'd just be driving and i'm i'm going Um, and like it it was it was not good it was not good not healthy um and i was also the gym was the place that i went to work off all this extra obviously yeah, now, yeah. as I understand it with the uh, anxiety levels it was just a bunch of energy and stress and tension so I'd go to the gym and would try and work that off at two three o'clock in the morning yeah. for a couple of hours 
um, stress related wise obviously I think before I had used to stress eat yeah then I stopped stress eating I just didn't eat I just didn't feel hungry um, so I'd eat maybe one thing a day yeah maybe a protein shake as well I don't know it would depend and I just wouldn't eat but I didn't realize I wasn't eating I didn't like I didn't set out not to, to eat, eat yeah. I didn't set out to do any of those things but I just didn't yeah um, and if I did eat, it would be like something bigger. So it'd be like a pizza or something, which would be great. But then I just wouldn't eat anything else. Or I'd think, oh my God, I look really bloated. I've got a, you know. And because of the way he was as well, he was very mentally controlling, um, very emotionally controlling and abusive and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. But I think because he was constantly talking to other girls as yeah. well, I wanted to be at my best. Yeah because then I felt better about the fact that it would just be me. It would yeah. never have just been me. It wouldn't have mattered who he, who he yeah. had. Yeah. It, it would never have just been me. It would never have just been anyone. Um, but you kind of try and figure out why. And yeah. I think that was part of my way of figuring it out at the time. And I just became tiny. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'm not a huge person anyway. I'm not built big, but... I didn't think there was anything wrong. Yeah. I, I used to look at myself and think, yeah, I look fucking great. You know, I can see my abs and I can see this and da 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 da. And I could see the muscle definition and, you know, I was lifting heavier, obviously, because I was doing it so often. Yeah. Um, and I was probably in the gym every fucking day as well, again, with no rest, because that was my that was my rest. Yeah. Um, and it would be, you know, like my my mum or it's more my dad because he doesn't see he didn't see me as often, but it'd be like, you look really skinny, like really really skinny. Um, and I'm like, no, no, I don't. I look fine. It's just because I'm at the gym, you know. Like, I've Working obviously out. make sure that I'm eating healthy. I'm not fucking eating. I just didn't realise I wasn't. Yeah. Eating. So then eating healthily by not eating poorly. Yeah. 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 Um, so then it's just, yeah. I, I think it was only when I looked back on the pictures from close to the end the like the official end of the relationship because it was never really on never really off to be yeah. honest um for me i was all in but he just wasn't. wasn't um it was only towards the end of that that i sort of when i look back on the pictures i still don't think i look i still don't think and i don't know if this is just a body image thing anyway i still don't think i look that bad yeah the elements, I'm like, oh, but i actually looked quite nice in that outfit but you could see it in my face yeah um, it, I looked really, really quite gaunt here, yeah. more than anything else. Like the rest of my body, I didn't really feel like, and my legs looked yeah. quite skinny. I've never had skinny legs ever. So I, I look at it now and I'm like, yeah, no, I can see what everyone was saying, but I still didn't think that that was the case at the time. So um, I think it was only after that period of time where we just, we just, I didn't see him at all. Um, again after one weekend because he was just a dickhead and I just Stopped. couldn't be asked. Yeah. and it's just you know you realise when you get in the train home from your boyfriend's other girlfriend's flat that's apparently <laughs> that's apparently his right. and not hers that you're bawling your eyes out because everything's wrong and I was like I don't understand why yeah um, it was only after that sort of kind of tailed off that I ended up 
starting to just eat normally again. And I actually think I went through this stage where I didn't fucking stop eating because my yeah. body was like, oh, thank God, <laughs> we can eat. Um, and I, you know, and I kind of then evened out a little bit and I felt a lot better about myself and blah, 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 so on and so forth. But that, um, that relationship highlighted so much in the way of bad self-esteem that I had that yeah. I didn't realise I had. Yeah. Um, and it also, I think in every effort that he made to make me feel like shit about myself, ended up highlighting some really, really, really great things about myself that yeah. I hadn't seen before. Um, and it was the only relationship in which I thought, you know what, I've actually done nothing to deserve this. You know, sometimes you break up with people and you think, well, I must have done something. Yeah. It must have been, I must have done something awful to make them do whatever it is that they've done, which is always how I used to think about it. And then I actually sat there and I was like, no, the only thing that I did wrong is allow him to do what he did. Yeah. Um, so fuck it that's not going to happen again and you know that kind of moved forward from there so it's built up because of that because of the complete breakdown that that caused it, it's you know actually allowed for a build up of something a lot stronger in me sort of mentally and emotionally which is good but yes the eating thing is fine now I will still have moments where I'm like oh my god why am I so bloated but I think that's kind of normal yeah, yeah. I feel like that's normal yeah. it's like a normal level of yeah. body image yeah. things now um but it is I think it is hard when when you are and that is it kind of goes to I was comparing myself to people now the people that I was comparing myself to didn't look like me physically they weren't into fitness they weren't into anything like that so I think I wanted to maintain looking the best yeah does that does that make yeah. sense uh, against people that it's just it was irrelevant it was fucking irrelevant but it goes to show how much comparison really is a thief of joy because I stopped I didn't I wasn't working out because I enjoyed it I thought I did but I was working out because it was the only thing that was actually fucking stable yeah. in my life my nan died as well um during our relationship and that ended I don't think this actually helped with the food thing but then I ended up having a little bit of a cocaine problem for a little while yeah. uh it just it just became um a real real fucking habit yeah and no food obviously yeah. because you know you, you don't eat when you do that shit and it just yeah it was it was all heading very very rapidly downhill so yeah good fun it the last couple of years have been really fucking interesting yeah really fucking interesting to be honest but so that that's where that came from that then that post obviously was a couple of years i think it was three years ago yeah um and I do, I, I remember taking that picture and thinking, I thought I was happy. And that night, actually, that I took that, I think I dropped him back to whoever the fuck house it was that he was living at the time. And my my chest had been hurting. And he text dumped me again. Um, and I had to go to the hospital and I nearly went by myself but I had to go and wake my mum up because I said I'm too scared to go on my own yeah. but my chest is really hurting and she was fuming she was so angry and I thought she was angry with me yeah. she was angry with him because he was just a heinous piece of shit and you know the the physical effect that stress and abuse and that sort of stuff has on you is unreal yeah. and I couldn't see it at the time it was just like well, it kind of makes sense now but at the time, I was like, no, no, no there's got to be something wrong with, with this. Yourself, there's got to yeah. be something wrong with, with this, with this, with this, whatever it was. 
And it's just like, yeah, no, maybe it was just the fact that someone was being a fucking asshole and that you had literally no idea who you were going to wake up to talk to yeah. every day. You had no idea whether your nan was going to remember who you are, whether she was going to fall and die, or, yeah. you know, whether you were actually going to lose your job or not <laughs> because you just you get walking out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or whether this person, when you wake up, is going to be like, morning beautiful, how are you, and pretend they give a shit, or whether they're going to just actively not give a shit and just yeah. be like, oh, this isn't working for me. This, I've, apparently something's happened between when I fell asleep and when I've woken up. I mean, it might also change between now and lunchtime. Like, yeah. it's just, you, you just don't. And your body just can't fucking cope. Your mind can't cope, and then it... It all comes out in your body. Yeah. Basically. So that's where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you had to ask how to be, how to be, mm. uh. But that's, that's a little backstory on that one. The thing is, I think it's start every, every person's obviously story and reasons for these things are, you know, so varied. Mm. Um, and I think, unfortunately, for women, a lot of it does stem from really bad relationships, mm. um, from, you know, from what you read and what you listen to. I think, again, as a young, or you say young woman, young man, getting into relationships, you're not trying to please the other person because you want the relationship to work. Like, mm. You have this sort of idea that it's going to be the, the one and only forever, for whatever reason. That's why you get in a relationship. Well, yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to get in this relationship for a couple of weeks that'll be all right yeah the, I, the idea on. is you, you know you fall in love and you have a great time and this is yeah. forever that's why you connect with somebody mm. um but and i think you, you say you do certain things to try and keep that relationship alive and happy and, and the worst thing is i think when when your self-esteem is low um and you you don't have a defined sense of self and a defined sense of what you're willing to put up with from someone yeah so if they treat you like shit, but then they come back and you have like a really nice weekend out of two months, yeah. you're like, oh no, but it's okay because what they said that weekend, yeah. they obviously meant it. Otherwise, you know, we wouldn't still be doing No, they're, they're just being a cock. Con yeah, just controlling. Yeah, they're yeah. just being Trying to keep you on that. Awful, on the, because on they the don't hooks. want you, but they don't want anyone. They just want everybody. They want the power. Yeah. yeah. And and they're, obviously their lack of self-esteem and self-worth is so low or they're a narcissistic egotistical prick one of the two maybe yeah. both who well, knows yeah. if that's even a thing but it's it, they put it all on you and then you then kind of put all of everything that you want you project that on someone else and it's just it's just bad yeah. it's bad news yeah it happens <laughs> but you passed all of that mm. you're in a good spot mm -hmm. working towards goals mm -hmm. Put an effort into your mm. your acting and yeah. and stuff like that and yourself, which is yes. great. Um, home home life has changed. You've moved out and moved in with uh, yeah. somebody. Somebody, the uh, some hairy beast. So some hairy beast. <laughs> so you know, as long as now, so you keep working on your goals and where you want to be, uh, working into the future. Everything should be. Mm. Kind of fine, Danny. You see, open enough and honest enough to talk about how you're feeling at least yes. now, as as an older adult, to I not hope. Well, yeah, yeah, that's I it. Understanding that's... that, to hopefully not end up in any of them. Sort oh of hell no! Christ. Situations again. I get a sniff of it now. I'm like, be gone. See ya. See you. Bye -bye. I don't give a shit who yeah. that person is. It's like, bye bye. You're gone. Done. I can't. I can't deal with that. I, I don't want to mentally go through that again. No. I mean, I wouldn't change it. No, 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 you know, no. In hindsight, I wouldn't change no. it, but most certainly not will I be going through it again ever. No. Fuck that. No. Well, it's, it's like I've said, and I'll probably say it 
probably just about every single one of these episodes, <laughs> but my dramas as a teen led me to what I have now. 100%. I wouldn't have moved away and I wouldn't have met my wife. Mm. Just wouldn't have done because exactly. she lived in, you know, an hour and a half drive away. Mm. I would never have met her. And then you wouldn't have your kids. And wouldn't have my kids, no. no. I wouldn't. I probably never would have gone and worked abroad. Mm. So thank you to all those assholes uh, of my youth. Yeah. Um, and hence I say why I want to try and talk to them. Um, <laughs> you assholes. To say, hey, you <laughs> arsehole. You, uh, you made me... Feel like... <laughs> no, yeah, but you've given me an amazing life. Thank you mm. very much. I appreciate you. You're awesome. Um, so if there, if there were any singular bit of advice you could hand out to a young female or a young person of any kind, any gender, um, as fluid as they are, <laughs> um, <laughs> what, um, what could you... What would it be? Something for somebody to take into the future, any young, young person or person going through some of the shit you've been through. Figure out who you are, I think, is the biggest one. Now, the unfortunate thing is, is from my standpoint, I think you have to go through some, of that. some stuff to figure that out. Yeah. But um, if you stop taking everybody else's input on and making your own, then you kind of start to figure it figure it out. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Everybody's going to have an opinion on what you should wear, how you should think, how you should speak, what you should do with your life, how you should go about doing it, all of that stuff. But when you take that away, there's going to be what you want and how you want to be and, and, and how you're going to find your own way. And there are going to be points in time that you, you're going to stumble. But if, if you stay true to you, however that you manifests at, at the time, then you'll kind of figure it out and it will hopefully be a lot easier but also yeah. to be comfortable with the fact that you are going to change um, and you can't control that you can't yeah. control life you can't control the people around you you can't control anything other than yourself so when you when you get comfortable with the fact get get comfortable with the uh, what's the word the inconsistency that is life that's not the word I was looking for but you know what I mean um, then, yeah sort of that'll do um, then it makes things a lot easier to cope with yeah which means it's easier to kind of be who you are yeah so you're not going to be able to control that if someone doesn't love you or like you or she's not going to be able to change that yeah you, you could you could fucking make yourself ill trying trying and it's not going to change that yeah but if you love you then you'll be okay and sometimes it takes a little bit of bullshit for you to even understand how to love yourself yeah to be honest that's that's the shitty bit that's that's the shitty bit but there are going to be shitty bits you just have to learn from them i think that the, that key thing you say about not knowing who you are that like not knowing who you are who you are changes so many oh, times between yeah. school age and even 30 years old. Mm. You know, I didn't find my style or fashion sense mm. or, you know, whatever until, well, probably until 28, 29, 30 mm. years old. My personality changed. My dress sense changed. The way I, you know, put myself out there mm. has changed. And so mostly in the past couple of years, just realizing yeah. what I've got, who I am and, 
fuck everybody else you yeah, know exactly. it takes a long time for you the to really find it. your true yeah. self you're gonna change yeah um, and the people around you are gonna change as well and i think that's that's a difficult thing then you get to the point that fun part where you know you've changed yeah and the people around you haven't changed and once again you don't fit anymore no but you've kind of got to get so comfortable with yourself, with yourself. fit with yourself mm -hmm. and that everything matter. else i mean yeah. You know, and don't ever let anyone make you choose like anything. To yeah. be honest, you shouldn't ever have to choose anything, and nothing should be so painfully difficult that you have to choose it. Even with down to if you, you know, like me for example, um, I'm still really, really interested in holistic. Med well, I say still interested. I was interested in conventional medicine. Now I'm really interested in, in holistic stuff. I'm actually training to be a yoga teacher at the moment. Because you know, Why not? Yeah, when you get bored, study something. Yeah, um, knowledge is power. But, you know, I, out of a pure interest in what it did for me mentally, I decided to look into it a little bit more. And now I'm trained to be a yoga teacher. So it has multiple benefits, obviously, because it means I can actually do something yeah. when there's no pubs open. Um, and when I'm not working on set, it means that I've got something to do that I enjoy, that I find very, very beneficial. So I've ended up looking into a hell of a lot more holistic stuff. I would really like to study holistic medicine. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I want to give up on acting right now and become a, a like doctor of holistic medicine. It just means that actually I still can focus on this because I want to make my own films as well rather yeah. than relying on other people because that's just annoying. Um, and I can do that. You, you can have multiple facets. You don't have to fit into one box because somebody over there thinks that you should. Yeah. You don't have to go. You can be, yeah, you know what? Well, actually, I read science books at night, but I also like to play fucking, I don't know, Spyro in the morning. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You can be all of these things because you are not just one thing. You no. are not just a daughter or a son. You're not just a husband or a brother. You're not this one thing. You are you and you is made up of a whole wealth of experiences and interests and hobbies and all of this stuff. You can be all of those things at once and you don't have to just be one thing because the girl on Instagram that you follow is just one thing. Yeah. You know, you, you just just explore everything that you want to explore. You know, listen to the music that you love, read the books that you want to read. And even if no one around you understands why you want to read about chaos theory, which I highly recommend, by the way, um, or why you want to read about quantum physics and realms when you should be <laughs> going to bed. If, if no one around you understands that, that's OK, because eventually you will find people and people will find you who okay. do the same thing and you'll just grow yeah just grow like a like a flower <laughs> just grow a knowledgeable like a flower like a tree we'll call it yeah. a tree root yourself in who who you want to be and let yourself discover and read philosophy books yeah and occasionally kind of come up with your own for <laughs> <laughs> the fun of it but so yeah, that's kind of the the really very vague and lucid advice that i would yeah. give anybody so, just do you, boo. Yeah, just do you. You do you, boo. Find yourself. Find your goals. Yeah. Work on your goals. Goals don't come to you. It's true. Make the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Do things you want to do. And never stop learning, because actually yeah. you never stop learning anyway. No. Life is a big fucking lesson, and you'll never stop learning anything. So the more you know, the more you know. The more, <laughs> <laughs> the more you know, the more you know. <laughs> 
It's a really constructive and powerful sentence. Like that. You heard it here first. The more you know. The, the more, more you, you know. know. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Well, wow. Yeah. On, on on that note. Yeah. Even I'm amazed by that one. Yeah. Truly, blow my own mind. Well, I appreciate you coming by and talking and opening up about some of the stuff that I didn't know about. So, as they say, it's great appreciate to talk. So, having me on your very low sofa. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm gonna have to. You've now got to get out of. Yeah, I need a rope on the ceilings up. Yeah, like a winch, winch and pulley, pulley and winch, hinge thing. Hold on. I don't know. There's no point. There's no point even trying. There's no point trying. For another ten minutes, trying to figure that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I say appreciate you coming by and talking, oh, and I look forward to getting back to jujitsu yes. and filming or we whatever we can get into. We yeah. will actually film the choking. Some fun. The <laughs> film, the film, the choking. We'll the most important part. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, thanks for watching and uh, or listening. I'll see you next time. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> so, the last bits are always the most. Sayonara. Yeah, how do you like... say goodbye? And how do you say hello? Yeah. Hi and bye.